Hello everyone, Rurikon here coming at you with another episode of The Frozen Sodium Throne. This is episode, I think, 16, and I'm going to be honest, I actually do not know. I did not check, and I'm probably not going to because I'm a little bit too lazy. Akalon, how are you doing, sir? Sup, ladies and gentlemen, sup, Rurikon. I am good. I am very good. We've got a plethora of uh, topics, obviously, that needs to be discussed this week because... Yep. While World of Warcraft is on a little bit of a fucking hiatus, I don't know what they're doing, but they're basically the only new thing that's been announced is that the alpha that neither of us are playing is now the beta that neither of, neither us, are of us are playing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that, that's really the only wild news. You want, gonna... <laughs> you want to know the best part? Like I became aware that the beta uh, started today because I was going over stuff and on YouTube, a video from Soul Breezy popped up. And it said yeah. the beta is live now, and I was like, "Huh? Let me let me see if they gave if they gave me access to that, which obviously they didn't." But I was just like, oh, "I'm just opening up Battle.net just out of curiosity. Give Blizzard a monthly active user on their crap." There you service. go. There you go. Blizzard loves you. <laughs> yeah, Blizzard um, loves me for just opening the launcher. And guess what? Instantly popped up right in my face like a bukake. What? Imagine. Wrath some of the mountain. Lich King Heroic oh, Edition and Wrath of the Lich King Epic Upgrade. <laughs> Dude, you know what I don't understand? And and this is just like, I I would not mind if Blizzard re-released a, a new legendary edition physical copy, right? So a collector's yeah. edition yeah. for each of these old school games. But these are old games, and you are fucking releasing heroic and, and legendary editions. It's like, dude, these games are old as shit. What are you talking about? So like, just let me oh tell God, let me tell you why bro. let me tell you why they do it. Because people will fucking buy them. And they're yep. like, hey, you know what? You know what we like over here at Activision Blizzard? We like fucking money, bro. All the money. So, boom, yep. there it is. Heroic and epic upgrade. And it's like, the interesting thing was, I was, because like, I, I didn't even look too deeply into the, the Burning Crusade one. I remember there was like a mount and there was a boost, which mm -hmm. didn't even make sense because boost didn't even, they weren't even doing boosts back in, during the Burning Crusade days. So Yeah, they're not supposed to exist. So it's like, you can just scrap the world classic right off of there because there's nothing classic about you getting yeah. character boosts straight off the bat but you know it really isn't a classic experience not yeah. really the way that it's meant to be because they are also really changing things right they're making a shit ton of changes just to like i guess make the game easier for people or or yeah. to make it more palatable for people which is the opposite of what a rework would be or not even a, 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 a re-release would be if you're gonna do a classic re-release it has to be the exact same game no changes and i realize people are going oh my god hashtag no changes yeah boring bro yeah but, but they, they, that's they've the changed point. they've changed their mind on the no changes thing and to be honest like i think they should change some stuff but I, I just don't think that boost should be the thing that they change. Like, if you want to change something, make the leveling experience good enough that people don't want to boost. To be honest, I think Wrath of the Lich King was when I leveled the most characters. I did not yeah. think that leveling in, in Wrath of the Lich King was boring at all. I thought it was pretty Le cool. Leveling in Wrath was completely streamlined because in TBC, they fixed mo a lot of the issues with leveling in Classic. 
So those dead uh, zones in your leveling where you would just have to grind a bunch of levels to get to the next level of the questing, those were fixed. They actually added some quests for that. And in Wrath, they sort of finished the last bit of that. It was a very streamlined leveling experience. Yeah. Actually, one of the best leveling experience World of Warcraft ever had. And of course, Wrath of Liching's leveling experience was phenomenal. Um, so, I, I I mean, look, Blizzard is going to do Blizzard things. One of the things that is standing out to me uh, that might just be due to the fact that I'm in so many more universes now than what I was during the launch of any of the previous expansions. Uh, but... It does not feel as if we are at the same level of hype with Dragonflight than what we were with any previous expansion. It feels a lot more muted to me. Like when I look at the amount of views that people are getting for these, when I look at the amount. So a good ex a good example of this would be if I go to Balila, you know, I go to Balila's channel and his video on World of Warcraft being down like a crazy amount. That was like the biggest video he had. It, it would like it, yeah. it was like over two hundred thousand views, but most of his other videos nowhere near that. I mean, there, so there's I go, also the the whole negative bias of the human condition, where we're extremely much likely to oh, yeah. watch negative videos versus positive. I find it interesting. There's still people that challenge this concept, and I'm like, I can assure you that. A large majority of people are much more likely to watch a negative video than to watch a positive one. So there's clearly yeah. that to it. But it's not just that. Um, there's, uh, I think that there's just like a lot of people that straight up have actually checked out of World of Warcraft. I mean, we were talking about how the desperate move that it is for people to give Shadowlands or Blizzard to give Shadowlands away for free. And people still aren't taking it. They're like, yeah, no, no, it's, it's a bad, bad expansion. No, thanks. We'll pass. I mean, I think that most of the people that wanted to play Shadowlands, they did play Shadowlands. <laughs> They're like, no, mm -hmm. I don't want this. This is not good. It might but, also be, so I'm looking at his views, and the videos is getting over 100K. Some of them barely, but they are still getting over 100K views per video. Um, some of them getting close to the 200K view mark. But it might also just be due to the fact that there isn't a lot of wow things being added this time around, right? So in the past, we could make big fucking thumbnails and titles about, oh my god, Blizzard is doing Covenants, and oh my god, Torghost, you know, and there was just so many, like, hype things that you could hype up to get people interested in clicking, because, you know, we didn't know how bad those things were going to be yeah. until the game went live and you realized, oh, this is shit. Um, this time around, it's far more muted. There's very little that you can really make videos on. And maybe that's a good thing. You know, maybe maybe this is the, the thing that Blizzard needed. It is a more muted launch where people don't expect that much, but it blows you away once you get into it, you know, if that makes sense. But um, the, the, the thing that I wanted to, to bring up was also like the value that you end up getting for this whole Lich King, uh, I don't even know what to call it, the special edition Lich King, because I actually went yeah. to the website because I was curious, okay, so you're charging this much for these editions, like, are you are they also charging for you to actually play Wrath of the Lich King Classic? Because I'm like, I was under the impression that's just in your subscription, and I go and I check, and okay, so the base experience is in your subscription, yeah. and then you're charging... 49 euro, at least I think it was 49 euros when I looked at it. 49 euro for Jesus. two pets, 
and a boost. Two pets and a boost is 49 euros, or you can upgrade to the epic edition, which is two pets, one boost, 30-day game time, and two mounts. I mean, two mounts is like, bro, best value. You don't have to pay for the six months to get your mount. Dude, I'm not going to lie to you. You realize that these are full game prices. Yes, that's ex- that's exactly the point that I was going to bring up. The, the thing is, the people buying this stuff, they don't even realize the amount of money. They throw. Like, listen, bro, 49 euro, you can straight up buy Monster Hunt like the latest version of Monster Hunter or Monster Hunter World Iceborne. You can just, you you can just buy, buy that. You can uh, buy so many AAA games yeah. or just a shit ton of indie games for yeah. the same fucking price. Or you can get these two pets and a boost so that you can oh. skip... The, the, no, wait, because you still have to do wrath leveling. You skip the Burning Crusade leveling. Yeah. <laughs> but you... Dude, it is, it is quite disgusting. But to be fair, though... It has to happen. It is. It's something that I, I've actually gone from completely loathing to sort of mutably celebrating, because this kind of stuff has to happen. There is a lot of stupid people with a lot more money than what they're actually supposed to have. That's doing things because they have no idea what value actually is. Uh, I think we spoke about this a while ago, actually, where uh, I, I asked a very simplistic question. If you took the price of an iPhone, so the actual price of making an iPhone, it would not be a thousand dollars. Oh no, 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 we're fucking near a thousand dollars. Might might be like really, two hundred, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I think I think if you put all of that shit together, it might be two fifty, maybe even three hundred, if we want to be charitable. Yeah, but then people are willing to fork out three times its price just because it says iPhone on the box. And I don't know, maybe iPhones are even more expensive now. I, I know. I, I, I don't know I what checked, you're talking about. I, that. <laughs> see, I the phone that I have is a an A31 Here's the thing. Samsung. I, did, I didn't buy this. <laughs> I, did, I didn't buy it because I would never buy it. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I don't, I, 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 I've, I think maybe it's as I'm growing older or maybe just as I'm getting a bit more wiser or some shit like that. But I'm starting to look at the world and I constantly ask myself, what is the value proposition of the things that I'm buying? So if I am going out there and I'm buying, so I'll give you guys a great example. Uh, I could go and buy, um, uh, what's that game? It's like uh, Watch Dogs, right? Uh, Watch Dogs 3. Or the the dying uh, dying light, dying light two. I could go pay eight hundred and forty rand for dying light two, or I could buy I could pay eight hundred and forty nine rand for Alden Ring. Value proposition: Alden Ring was a worthy buy for me. Oh yes, dying light was not a worthy buy for me. I wouldn't buy that. I would wait for that to go on sale. I do want to play it, but I know from playing Dying Light one, it's not that good. No, it's not worth the same price as, as Alden Ring. Uh, and I do this with clothing. I do this with food. I do this with everything. I look at what is the value that I'm going to get out of this item and does it does it actually uh, 
sort of justify the price that I'm about to pay for this shit. And if you came to me and you said, look, uh, here is a game that is actually free with your subscription that you're already paying. Um, but for $49.99, you can get two mounts and a boost. No, 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 I no, no. I would be no. like, go fuck yourself. Two pets and a boost. Two mounts two is 79. <laughs> okay, excuse me. Two pets and a boost. I would tell you to go fuck yourself because what you're offering me is three digital things. That the, who, that's but, the price listen, of which Echelon, you is can, zero. You can upgrade the seventy nine, and then you also get two mounts in thirty day game time. Even then, we're talking about value, right? That's what we're talking about. We're talking about what is the value of the thing. Yeah. So I'm looking at that mount, and I'm asking myself, okay, is this mount worth seventy nine ninety nine, or even twenty dollars? So you have two mounts, it's, two pets, and a boost. It's right? not. It's it's like two gliders it made that? of bones. It's two gliders. It's like you know those kites yeah. that the Tuscar have. It's one of uh, those. Basically, you fly on one of those stupid kites. I genuinely believe that the stupid people have to waste their money because in the coming recession, in the depression that is about to come, and I mean, no one is ignoring it, or no one is pretending that it isn't coming anymore. Everyone knows it's coming. Those people, the people that buy these boosts and the people that, that spend their money on shit like that, they're the ones getting wiped out. So that's the good news. We're not going to have to deal with them being and, able to purchase these things for long. And by the way, let, let me just tell you, if, if you're one of the people that bought this, we will ridicule you. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm, I'm going to yeah. just be straight up. I will ridicule you for buying shit like this, and I do not mm -hmm. give a fuck. And for the people yep. that then come back and it's like, well, it's my money. I can spend it what I want. What do you care? How does this affect you? It does affect me because the more money you spend on shit that means absolutely nothing, the more shit that means absolutely nothing these companies are going to make because guess what? You're buying yeah. it. So you're a part of the problem, yeah. and I will hear yeah. nothing else to that effect because there's no single fucking argument that you can bring up. Like, you know that guy? Uh, the, the guy, the Diablo Immortal guy? who spent like yeah. over 100k or something and then got himself yeah. in a situation where he couldn't even queue for PvP because he, mm -hmm. <laughs> he overcared. I laughed at that, dude. That was funny was as like, fuck to me. I was, I was, dude, I was laughing. Like, I, I thought it was funny when Asmongol says, hey, man, this is fucked up. Guy can't even queue for PvP. And I'm like, good. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I, know, mean, I know that this is going to be a little bit toxic for my end. Yeah, it's toxic that I'm saying good, but it's like, guess what? At the end of the day, Dude is contributing to games being worse. And people are like, yeah. no, he's supporting the developer. It's like, no, he's supporting Fuck the developer making these garbage monetization systems. And I don't yeah. want to hear it. Like, I don't want any of that happening. And I, I, it's like, I'm a, I consider myself an extremely open-minded individual. I try to be as open-minded as I possibly can. But when you are burning $100,000 into buying microtransactions for a video game, yeah. there is no way that you're going to convince me that this does not have a negative effect in future games. Like, it, it's just that, yeah. like, you, you think that other public, like, you think at Riot Games are looking at this and going like, huh, so that guy spent $100,000 to buy power, huh? We can Interesting. get away with that. Interesting. <laughs> it looks like, yeah. looks like people didn't even make that big of a fuss, huh? They made a hundred million bones off of that bitch, huh? Interesting. I mean, it's like you so, think that other publishers aren't looking at this, 
and going like, oh, look at that. A hundred million dollars they made. And there wasn't even that big of a, an outcry from the gaming community. Because people can say, oh, no, there was massive outcry. Like, look, at the end of the day, I'm a small they content creator. Cash. Even Akalon is a small uh, a content creator as well, particularly when it comes to yeah. me talking about these topics. Like, I'm bigger in the arena of Monster Hunter and Dark Souls, sure. But even there, I'm still a small content creator. So it's like me speaking out against it. Like, that. It, here's the net effect. I'm going to keep doing it because, you know... Have I ever told you about the definition of insanity, right? I'm going to keep doing it because I'm a fucking idiot and I'm going to keep riding against the wave until the day I die. But ultimately, I have almost no impact. And most of the yeah. really big content creators that have an impact are taking at best a neutral stance on most of this. They're like, yeah, eh, eh, whatever, you know. Yeah, but I mean, so the reason I, I everyone celebrated when Lehman Brothers went bankrupt due to bad spending for doing exactly the same thing, just on a much larger scale. They were investing in something that was completely worthless, well overpriced, and they invested so much into this overpriced fucking thing that not even Warren Buffett would bail them out. They went to Warren Buffett four days before they declared bankruptcy and they asked for a fucking loan. And Warren Buffett was like, uh, send no. me a box and let me see. They sent him the box and was like, uh, no, you guys invested in some pretty terrible shit. I'm not giving you shit, right? Um, because they also did not understand what value means. So when I say that these people are going to be the ones that lose their money and these people are going to be the ones that ends up on the street because for too long have they been able to get away with shit and buy shit that does affect the rest of us. Before you go, my money, like Rurikon said, my money, my choices, your choices affect everyone else because when government, when, when developers learn that, oh, wait a second, we can actually get away with very, very scumbag things. And yeah, some people are going to complain, but we're still going to make bank. More and more scumbag things become a reality. More and more companies start doing it. If none of the banks were interested in buying into these Ponzi scheme housing markets, we wouldn't have had the financial crash of 2008. The reason we had it is because everyone and their mother lost their fucking minds and just went dick balls deep into it this Ponzi scheme. money. Look at all yeah. the money it's coming out of it. And, th exactly. this, is, so, and this is kind of like precisely where disgusting, man. gaming is headed. There, there's just like a very small subset of developers that are still interested in providing people with interesting experiences that aren't just completely and absolutely profit-driven. I mean, of course, they want to yeah. make money, but yeah. at this point, there's still like a couple of them that are like, okay, we want to make money, but we also want to make a good player experience. Where yeah. these other companies like Blizzard shit's like, now nah, we just want the money. <laughs> like, if, they Look, can, if they could convince you to stare at a black screen and pay them 50 bones a month, they'd fucking do it. Like straight, oh, yeah. I was like, "Oh, you're gonna pay me to look at this black screen? Fuck yeah, dude! Hey, I respect, I respect the hustle. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I, I think it's fine. I, I want companies to want to make money. The, I, I usually get a little bit more iffy when companies start to go on about the, the social good and how they want to do good and they want to help people. I'm like, dude, that's not your job. Your job is just to make fucking cash. Because then I know what you're about, right? I can trust the fact that." 
you want to make money, so I need to be careful how much I give you because you are going to try and make some fucking money off of me. But when you start talking about how we want to do good, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do with that information. I don't trust that at all. Your job is just to make money. So I don't mind when companies want to make money. But my thing is, if you're going to provide me with a service or a product, I need to be able to justify the value of the service or the product that you are providing me. If you are telling me that Diablo Immortal is worth $100,000 from a single player, I will suck your dick if you can prove that. Because there is no fucking chance that that game justifies $100,000 being spent by a single player in order to play that game. I don't think there's any game. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Alden Ring is a phenomenal fucking game. I think League of Legends is a phenomenal fucking game. But I don't even think those games justify a price tag of $100,000 for a single uh, player. It no just way. fucking doesn't. Uh, so the fact that there are people that's willing to spend that money, uh, on the one hand, makes me sad because it means that there are going to be more developers that dive into that yep. and try to fucking get that bank. Because why wouldn't you? Uh, and I'm going to end up paying the fucking price for that because the next time I want to buy a game, I'm going to find out that, oh, you can buy the character creation scheme screen for fucking $60, but to actually log into the game, that's an extra $100,000 fucking dollars. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? You know, I just want to play your game, but I guess no. Um, eventually, and, yeah, like eventually said, for some yeah. people, it's actually going to become expensive to enjoy a video game oh yeah yeah it's, it's yeah. eventually gonna get there because even but now I mean, games games are like increasing in price with um with sony games increasing by like and ten dollars ten euro whatever depending on your regional uh equivalent <clears throat> so it's like the the obby is just going to become more and more expensive yeah it is what it the is the truth is the truth is we are heading for the next gaming crash uh, and before people go, it's never going to happen. Yes, will happen. It happened in the 80s. Now, the 80s was a much more clear-cut example of it. You had Atari that just kept re-releasing the same console with zero technological innovation, just slapping a new name on it and changing the in entrance where the cartridge goes so you couldn't use the old cartridges on the new system and calling it a new system. That was what they did. But game developers back then were also basically just pushing out as many games as they could fucking push out because at that time, gaming was so new. The idea, because before the Atari system, really, if you wanted to play games, you had to go to an arcade. Right? Yep. You had to go somewhere else to play the game. And suddenly you had this ability to play games in your home and people for a while went balls deep into this. You know, any new game that came out, they were just, oh my God, I'll buy it, I'll buy it, let's, let's go. And suddenly you had E.T., a game that in every other way should have been a license to fucking print money in the 80s because E.T. was massive in the 80s. I remember I cried watching E.T. as a little boy. It was fucking miserable, but also so fucking good. And that game was the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back. We are heading towards that. The gaming industry is more and more scumbag. The only thing that might save the gaming industry as a whole today that wasn't around in the 80s is the indie developing markets, and more specifically to this, Steam. Because a lot of people don't know this, Valve isn't publicly owned. 
that you can't buy shares in Valve. And Gabe Newell have actually spoken about this before. They've had many offers to go public. In fact, if Steam were to go public, Gabe Newell would probably be one of the richest people in the world. Steam makes a cunt ton of money. Its share price would be well over two, $300 a share. So Gabe would make bank if they went public. Gabe Newell doesn't want to go public. I was watching this interview with him that he did last year, and he said, I want control over the future of my company. The last thing I want is a bunch of a bunch of shareholders that do not even play video games telling us what we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do. So they keep it privately owned. Yes, they make less money. Well, they still make a fuck ton of money, but they make less <laughs> money than what they could possibly make. And Steam is fast becoming one of the biggest contributors to the downfall of the AAA gaming industry. Because for the first time in the history of gaming, you no longer need a massive publisher. You don't need a massive advertising bubble uh, budget. If you have a game, and it's really this simple, there are so many games that did exactly this and made it big. Among Us comes to mind. What did they do? They went to a couple of large YouTubers and streamers, and they said, would you play our game? We'll pay you a, a couple of thousand Did dollars. Did they actually pay people to play the game? I thought it was um, just like organically discovered by like this guy's toast and whatnot. I'm not entirely sure because uh, I don't think there's they actually a few games people. that did this. Yeah, so there's some a few games, games yeah. that actually did this. So Among Us may be one of the games that got naturally discovered. Raft is another game that just naturally got discovered and then just blew up after actually being around for more than a year. You know, streamers yeah, just a, happened a lot, to discover A lot Raft. of these games, like, they'll be around for a while and, like, some random streamer will pick it up and boom, explode. yeah, yeah. But I know, I know for a fact, I can't remember now, but there's a game that was also very fucking popular for a while. And they actually did this. They went to a couple of streamers. It was like four, four or Apex. five streamers. That was and Apex. They offered them. They, they, yeah, Apex. Sorry. They, yeah, pay, yeah. they exactly. paid a bunch of streamers to play Apex. Like this was back exactly. when Doc was still on Twitch. So they paid yeah. a bunch of people to just play Apex and they played Apex and boom. Ocean. And what happened was they liked Apex, so they yeah. kept playing it even after their sponsorship deal. Exactly. Um, and it blew up because everyone's seeing it. That's all you need these days is a fucking indie game, right? You need a couple of streamers to pick up your game, and suddenly you're selling millions and millions of copies without paying a single cent in publishing fees. Without Well, you pay, what, 30% on Steam? I think it's 15 or 30% on Steam that you lose in the revenue. But if you're a small indie company, say five developers, how much do you think you make bank for $20? Say you charge $20 for your game and you sell 2 million copies. You're fucking rich, bro. Your company's future is guaranteed for the next 10 years. Yeah, but you still have to get to that point. It's not, it's not always... It's it's like yeah, you might be lucky. Your game might get picked up. You might be able to convince streamers to play it. You still need to have somewhat of a solid game. But there's still some variables in there because like I've no, seen plenty, plenty of good games also just like eventually just hit the dirt. Cause mm. I mean, you're gonna. There's always that that off chance yeah. that you just don't get discovered. But you look at something like Hunt Showdown, for example. It's been around for a long time. It had its problems at launch, which is why it never really got the recognition that it deserved. But it's doing well, you know? And there's so many small indie games on, on Steam that you don't even know about because streamers don't play them, but they do play them offline. A lot of people play those games offline because they're fun, they're quirky. S Steam is going to be, in my opinion, the downfall of the AAA gaming industry. 
and it's going to cause a massive amount of issues, right? Because um, you, you can expect companies to go bankrupt because a lot of these companies are completely over leveraged. I think uh, I think of one of the are. one of the things that is going to make it much harder for the industry to remain the same is actually Game Pass. Game Pass will definitely the thing like, with you, Game you Pass right you're now not, is you're not going to be able to sell like in the, in the case of Sony for instance you're not going to be able to keep selling seventy dollar games forever. And by the way, people people might think that like oh Rurikon doesn't like the fact that game. It's like no no no. I love the fact because as a matter of fact, Game Pass is not even something that I consider it to be for me. Like, I think it's I think it's a fantastic service. I think the value proposition is tremendous. But I'm an old school guy. I like physical media. I like, own, like, let me give you guys an idea of how old school I am. Like, I have digital versions, for instance, of Monster Hunter Rise, uh, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, Monster Hunter Stories 2. I have digital, I had digital versions of all these games because Capcom sent them to me and shit. And I still went out and I bought the physical version of these games to have it. Like, that's how old school I am, that I own the bitch digitally yeah. and I'll still buy it physically because I like physical media. And I believe yeah. that eventually, you know, the server's going to... Like, just look at what Sony ended up doing with, like, the Vita and shit, like, turning off the store. You can't buy new things for the Vita. Nintendo yeah. was trying to do the same thing for the 3DS. I don't remember if they went through it or not. But, like, there's a bunch of these companies that are just, like, not supporting platforms. And it's like, well, when they eventually stop supporting the Switch, where does that fucking leave me with all of my digital games? It leaves me, like, yeah. sucking on my thumb. Like, what the fuck? It's like, I, see, this is I don't why, want to be there. But this is why I view Steam as kind of owning the physical copy. Because with Steam, once you buy the game, you don't even have to be logged in in order to play the game, right? You can uh, play the games offline. You can, you, can, you can set Steam to go offline, but you have to be online mm. when you do it. It's not as, like, um, they give you, like, a gray spirit. Like, that thing is not as cut and dry. Like, for instance, your internet cuts off... Uh, this second, yeah, you can still play the games on your Steam for a while. But I think that after a certain amount of time, and again, I didn't like hard test this, but I remember that at least back in the day when, because I, back in the day, my internet connection used to be wildly unreliable. Like, yeah. listen, Portugal, countryside is where I lived, and it's like, I, I remember the government saying, oh, by 2016, there'll be broadband internet anywhere. No, <laughs> no, there wasn't. There fucking wasn't, okay? Yeah. And so I had some serious internet issues back in the day, and there were plenty of times where I was not able to access my Steam library because internet cut off suddenly, and it was like... Pfft. So there's so like a I, grace period of some kind, but if you stay yeah. offline long enough, eventually Steam's going to be like, hey, bro, hey, listen, we got to talk. <laughs> I... I so I had this about four years ago. Uh, I moved into a new house, and uh, for like a month, I didn't have internet. That's just how long it took back then to get internet installed. Um, and it wasn't even like I was waiting for fiber. I was waiting for ADSL to be fucking. Installed. Oh, great ADSL, but, bro! I love. Most oh, people yeah. probably don't even know what ADSL is. Gotta <laughs> love those fucking. It's where you have a copper line and it is fucking slow, bro. <laughs> and it's expensive. That bitch was. Exp oh yeah. And it would be like either sixty four or ninety six or one twenty one twenty eight was like. Top of the line, ADSL. <laughs> Fucking A, dude. They actually went far in South Africa. We eventually could have up to 10 megabits per second uh, on, on ADSL. ADSL? Yeah. 
Like uh, it was, oh, it was no, wild. I was, I was confusing ADSL with ISBN. I was confusing ISBN it with ISBN. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but I mean, you guys had ADSL, I think, for a while, and then you skipped uh, yeah, to yeah. the fiber thing very quickly. We had up until very recently. I'm talking three years ago. I was still doing everything on Wi-Fi because there were no fiber in my city at all. By Wi-Fi, you you're go, talking about like 3G, 4G connections? Yeah. No, this was a com So there's a company called Capricom, which uh, they're back in my hometown. And uh, basically they set up, they set up the, 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 the only Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi to fiber towers in, in the entire city. Wi-Fi to fiber? Yeah, so cool. they would have these fiber towers and you would get a tower on your house. Like you would get a tower on your house that sends the signal to these main towers yeah. and then the main towers would be connected with fiber. You mean you'd get a so, dish on your house, not a tower? Uh, it wasn't really a dish. It was like a giant pole. An antenna. With this sort of thing, like this, this little box stra strapped to it. Yeah. And it would send a signal back and forth. Now, I was lucky I knew the owner plus the guy that worked there, so they literally installed... Those are the best connections to have. Oh, yeah. They installed, for me specifically, uh, my own section on one of the towers, so no one else could interfere with my fucking connection, and I would get, like, 100 make up and 100 make down on Wi-Fi. Must which be is, nice. Yeah, it was fucking beautiful. Uh, and I only paid like I think a hundred, uh, like ten dollars or twenty dollars for that at the time. Jeez. But you know, but so I actually for a month I was completely offline. That's what prompted me to go to this Wi-Fi thing because I yeah. just never got the ADSL. Uh, but for a month I could play all my games on Steam offline. Didn't bother at all, uh, just because you're not connected. So you know, you you can only play offline. Of course, you can't play any game that needs to connect to the yeah, internet yeah, 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 before you can play it, but you could play all of... I, I played... I replayed a lot of games, let's say. I played all the Witcher games again, and I played uh, fucking uh, Baldur's Gate again. I finished basically all the games. By the time the internet came back, I was like, fuck, I don't have any more games to refinish again. Um, but no, I'm I'm with you there. I... I think for me, I just like the Game Pass because there are so many games coming all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of games, once I've played it, I don't want to play it ever again. And owning that is just, like, weird. Why, why would I, for example, why would I go out and buy Plague's Tale Innocence? It was a, an amazing game. Don't get me wrong. I loved that fucking game. But I've already finished it. It took about 12 hours to finish, and I'm done with it. I've seen the story. It's great. I'm waiting for Requiem to come out. And I will play that the exact same way. But I have no interest in owning a physical copy of that game ever. I do. Uh, I, I'm weird. That's it. There are games where I am weird with that shit. So, for example, um, I literally just bought the first three books from the Horus Rising, um, from the Horus Heresy collection, uh, because it's Warhammer books and I want to own the physical copies yeah. of that. Um, you know, I, I could... I could have gotten an audiobook. I hate audiobooks. I could have found a weird loophole to get it on the Kindle, uh, but I Dude, ultimately you're, said, fuck you're messing it, with our, physical. You're messing with our Audible sponsorship, man. We could we could probably make bank with an Audible. Hey, Audibles, <laughs> you want to sponsor the show? <laughs> Look, I'll be, let, let me do some damage control. Um, <laughs> I think Audible is an amazing service there we go. For, people that, for, people, <laughs> for people that like audiobooks. For me... Audiobooks doesn't work because I I Bellular I'll be in the middle of listening message. to the book, right? I'll be 
in the middle of listening to the book and then just suddenly something will take my attention away. And half an hour later, I realize yeah. something's been going been on listening. in my ears. Yeah. I didn't hear a fucking word of what was just said. I don't know where the fuck I am now, you know? And now I have to sort of weirdly search back to like, where the fuck did I stop listening to this book now? It's just easier to read the fucking book, right? Just get the book, read the book. It's so much easier because you know where the fuck you are. You have it, to sort of focus on it. It depends. It depends. Again, it varies from... It's like I listen mm-hmm. to a lot of podcasts, for instance, and it's like if I need to pay attention to something, so i got to pause it because otherwise I'm going to forget where I was. It's just a habit. Oh, yeah, I mean, my mornings in the gym, every single morning in the gym, I listen to Peter Schiff's podcast about the economy every morning. I'm working out and Peter Schiff is just railing against the fucking American Federal Reserve. And I'm like, yeah, bro, let's fucking get that. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't mind it. uh, But with books, you know, especially books that I want to focus. So I told you before the stream start or before the video started, the podcast started, I'm currently reading 1984 from George Orwell. I want to read that because I don't want to miss anything. Oh, very. What a very adequate book times that we live in nowadays dude, dude that book is wild man like super fucking wild i mean i knew all of the broad strokes because i've read multiple synopsis about the philosophical things that happened in 1984 but to read it to physically yeah. read the story and what makes this so much weirder uh george orwell was part of the fabian society uh, the fabian society is a society that very openly in the uk had dreams of controlling humanity. They, they, that, that, was, that was the thing that they did. In his younger years, he was part of the Fabian Society, and he wrote 1984 after realizing just what that shit would lead to, like what their ideas and dreams would lead to. But they had I, I, dreams of doing exactly what is written in 1984, um, you know, that level of control, and it wasn't that they wanted to be evil or they wanted to hurt anyone. It was this idea. And I think that's the same thing today. People want to exert control over the population because when you give people freedom, it creates chaos. You can't control what people do if they have freedom. So they can fuck each other up, right, in bad ways, and then you have to deal with that fallout. Whereas if you can control them, you always think to yourself, well, I'll control them and give them happiness. But the problem is, as with almost everyone that goes, we're going to make a, a, a heaven on earth, utopia. going to make utopia, yeah. Yeah, we just have to kill another 100,000 people and then we'll, we'll so- be there. We'll sort it out, yeah. Yeah, we're, get- we're getting there, guys. Just another million and it- it'll be good. Hitler Hitler was full of great intentions, I believe. Yeah, Hitler was like, oh, I'm going <laughs> yeah, mean, to make the perfect, sure most saw. perfect place on earth. By the yeah, way, that's... Stalin- that's, Stalin that's was sarcasm because I know that a lot of people on the internet yeah. don't have sarcasm detectors, so we got Stalin at the same thing. You know, he just thought a few more million people need to starve of hunger, and then we'll sort out the food issue. You know, the way they wanted to sort out the food issue eventually was just let everyone starve, and then there's enough food, right? Um, you had uh, what's the guy from uh, somewhere in Africa? Let's, uh, uh, let's stop talking about e- evil dictators, shall we? Because like this is. <laughs> This is going really dark. Dude, there's there's some there's some weird shit coming. But anyways, back to the gaming industry. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I I'm gonna hard hard yank us back. Let's, things uh, are gonna get worse yeah, before they get th- better. Things will definitely get worse. if they even ever get better. Because ultimately, you'd think you know 
things are going to get to a point where people eventually are going to stop spending money on useless shit and games. Mm -hmm. But things have just kept getting worse and people have kept spending money on useless shit and games. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know if that point's ever going to get here, but we'll see. The reason I, I'm not defeatist at all. I'm very pes pessimistic person, right? I don't, I rarely see the good side of things, but I'm not defeatist. I do believe in human beings. And I, I know for a fact that when times get tough, that's when the real people start standing up. And that's when people get back in touch with reality. So no, I, I do think, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. But I do think we, we will eventually get better. And the nice thing, uh, I guess, to end this topic on a very sort of positive note Every single time throughout history where bad things have happened and shit have burnt down to the fucking ground, we have always managed to build something better than what was before. Like, always. So the next civilization, whatever the fuck that looks like, is going to be better than the one that we just had. So that's my that's that's the good news. We'll, we'll <laughs> now see. let's get back to the bullshit of the gaming industry. Yes. So I wanted, I wanted to talk about this on the last one, but we already had went so long that we ended up catching up on it. But um, this is actually kind of old news by now, guys. It's just we never brought it up on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, there was a World of Warcraft mobile game, an MMO in development. Yeah. Now, you guys might have heard about this news. It was called Project Neptune. Now, when I first saw this news, I was like, oh, my God. What were they doing? Because basically this was a game that was being developed by NetEase. So for those of you who've been around with me for a long time, you'll be aware of what I called Diablo Immortal. It was a skin job. That was a yep. reference to Battlestar Galactica. Fantastic friggin' show. Love Battlestar Galactica. Mm -hmm. But Diablo Immortal was basically a skin job, which, I mean, yep. is a skin job, which was developed by NetEase, and then they put a little... Diablo meat suit on it, like a little barbarian yeah. meat suit. It's like, hey, look, it's Diablo. Hey. When in yeah. fact, that we'll game is almost Diablo. nothing to do with Diablo in reality. It's just a fucking pay to win loot box piece of hot garbage. But yeah. um, apparently, they were doing the exact same thing for World of Warcraft, and that got canceled. And I was so sad when that happened. Weren't you sad, Akalon, to know? I was crying myself to sleep man yeah. it, was, it was miserable i i couldn't stop thinking about how bobby kotick is not going to be able to buy a second yacht like it it kept me up man i was genuinely you mean, you thinking mean myself, 20th. poor guy well, 20th, yeah, yeah. Well, i mean uh, he's got he's got like one big one and then a bunch of small ones he wanted to buy another big one uh -huh. um you know uh so i genuinely felt for the guy you know yeah. it must be tough times at the moment in the in the kotick household you know the wife is forced to spend a little less. Children might only get like a first-rate education. He's, he's actually a divorced. Star education. It does not surprise me. Don't you? Don't um, you remember that was actually a story a while ago? This this was hilarious when he kept. <laughs> he actually was in an interview, and in that interview, he complained over the fact that people vilified him on the internet because it made it hard for him to get dates. Because he would go on a date. Or he would try to go on a date, and there would be all these negative articles on the internet about him. So the girl, the girls would look him up, and they'd be like, "Oh, this guy's a scumbag." All right. Yeah, but Kotick, you are a cunt, bro. Yeah. Like, let's not fucking lie about this. You're a cunt. I hate you. Yes. Genuinely speaking, I would piss on you. Whoa. Even if you weren't on fire. 
Like, it, it is just fucking ridiculous, dude. I hate that guy so much. <laughs> so you'd only piss it, on him uh, if he wasn't on fire. If he was yeah, on if fire, he was on you fire, you know, justice is served. But uh, I'm not saying go fucking say Bobby Kotick a like yes, Jesus internet. Please. Calm the fuck down. I'm just saying, right? If it happened, Th- there's somebody I would in the audience right now that was that already had like a like a jerry can, <laughs> yeah. just like just you, you opening mean- it up. Like, okay, here we go. <laughs> He's like, I oh. told me. And then it, uh, luckily, I said, no, don't do it. It's like, oh. He's like, okay, he starts closing up the, the can of gasoline again. He's like, all right, fine. Jeez. Whatever. No, I, I, I despise the guy. But, you know, I feel, I, I felt bad for him. You know, it must be, it must be tough. Yeah. What, what pissed me off about that story, and I'm actually glad we all talking about it, because I'm not done being pissed off about that fucking story. Um, what, what pissed me off is... They decided to do this in the Warcraft universe. Dude, can you imagine a, a bigger slap in the fucking face of your player base than to go, you know what? We're going to release most of the story in the box, not even in the fucking game that you are paying for. We're going to do it in box. But now we're going to go one step further. We're also going to be releasing a massive portion of the story in a fucking mobile game. Of all yes. the goddamn things in a mobile game. I was extremely disappointed over the fact that um, Yoko Taru, there, there's actual story of the near universe in the mobile version. In a fucking gotcha game. Like, nope, fuck that. But you know why like, this hey. is happening, right? <laughs> you know why this is happening, right? Why so many of these games, like game companies, are releasing portions of their world on mobile and on PC and console, and, you know, it's all sort of different stuff. Why they're treating it as basically the same thing. Uh, so, Balila did a video about the Twitch stuff, and we'll probably get to that at some point if we even fucking get there. But... The CEO of Twitch uh, said that they went the way of Silicon Valley. That was their biggest mistake because all of the people that they hired at Twitch, and by the way, this is not the first time I've heard this. I actually heard this from another Twitch developer. Yeah. Uh, They went the way of Silicon Valley. So eventually they hired so many people coming out of Silicon Valley that none of the people that worked at Twitch had anything to do with Twitch. They don't watch Twitch. They have no idea what streaming is about. They're not gamers. So they're making decisions based on how YouTube would make money and and based on how Facebook would make money, not based on how gamers would want to consume content. And this is exactly what happened to the gaming industry because all of these gaming companies have a circle jerk going on in Silicon Valley, right? Uh, They're all literally within walking distance of each other. They only hire people that basically come out of Silicon Valley or come out of universities that train people for Silicon Valley. So these people that is currently working at these gaming companies aren't gamers. So in their minds, what's the difference between mobile and PC? There is no difference. It's a fucking screen that you can play games on. It's the 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 same thing. The difference to them is like, so this screen, the PC screen, serves like this amount million people. This smaller screen, the phone screen, serves this amount of billion people billion. with a B. And to yeah. them is like, well, there's more people on the smaller screen, so we just make games for the smaller screen. It's easy. And then and we, everyone has the phone, right? Yeah. Every, but you, you all could got a that, phone. But people sort of joked about Wyatt Chang saying don't you guys have phones? And no it wasn't, one understood. It wasn't Wyatt Chang who said it, but it was oh, on stage. The guy that was with Wyatt. It was, yeah, yeah. It was one but, of the other guys. Do you guys not have phones? 
people mocked him for that, but no one understood that that was a genuine question. He wasn't trying to be a dick. He wasn't yeah. trying to be snotty to people. That was his genuine response because in his mind, it's a game, dude. We're giving you a new game. Does it really matter where it comes from? Not realizing that as a PC gamer, it is a fucking insult to even mention mobile gaming at the same time as mentioning yeah. fucking PC gaming. Because I am sorry, they are not the fucking same. I am not saying that there aren't probably a couple of good mobile games out there, right? But they're not the goddamn same. They can never be the same. The the I the experience that I get on PC, mobile can never recreate that experience. In a million years it can't. But as they're as they think about these things because they're not really gamers, to them, that's a legitimate way of looking at it. Everyone has a phone, not everyone has a PC, but if we whether we bring out the game on phone or on PC, what is the difference? There, there is no difference. It's still the game that you want to play. Did you say it was the? I, I was just thinking about this. You said it was the CEO of Twitch who said it. It wasn't. It was. Wasn't that DJ Weep? It's like community. Uh, no, no, no. It was. It was uh, the CEO. So Balila in his video, actually the CEO of Twitch, uh, the one who left, not the one who oh, stayed. The one okay, who left. The one who left. He was the one who just, said that. They, that was Justin, right? Because before the the website was called Justin. Yeah, yeah, the guy I who think, owned it was the, Justin the, something. The guy who founded the company left very soon after they were acquired. And then this, uh, then one of the people that was at the founding of Justin TV became the CEO, and they were the CEO for quite a while. And then they stepped down, and then this new fucking guy is the CEO that basically never does anything. Yeah, but basically this is the, the whole thing where you really need a tight-knit team if you want to work projects like if you want something to be successful you need a team of people passionate about product yeah like it's just that simple you need people that are passionate about the thing that they're working on yep. clearly the, the people over on twitch are not passionate about actual gaming which is very easy to see by the way that the yeah. website goes but um it, it's kind of like the same thing in diablo immortal most of the people working on diablo immortal it's like to me it was like the artists. I feel like did a fantastic job. I know you're not a big fan of the art style of Portal, but I personally like. It. I think that the art style is fine. I like the animation work as well; is really good. But the gameplay itself is terrible. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, I mean it, it's not innovative. It's nothing new. Yeah. There's nothing that there's nothing in Diablo Immortal that PC can't do a million times better. So, um, look at the end of the day. Is anyone, like, you should not be surprised that Final Fantasy is doing so much better than WoW or than any of these other AAA games because Yoshi P is a true PC gamer yep. and also happens to force every single person that works on Final Fantasy to play all of the other PC games. So these are gamers making video games. So the decisions that they make is made from the perspective of a video game player. If I, I'm a gamer. If I was if I was the CEO of Blizzard and someone came to me and said, hey, you know what we should do? We should put mounts in the cash shop. My first reaction would be, but wouldn't it be cooler if we had like a quest chain that ended in the yeah. mount being a reward? I mean, that, that to me would be super cool. Let's go that route instead. Make the mount, but I think we come up with a really cool quest chain that that mount could be a part of. And they'd be like, oh, but we're going to make so much money on the cash. I'm like, yeah, but we're already making $15 a month 
on the person playing the game. Let's make the fucking question. This is going to be really cool. We can do so many cool things with this because I'm a gamer. I'm thinking about that game from the perspective of a gamer. I don't like I'm already making money. How much fucking money do I need? I fundamentally right? disagree with um, anything that a game does where there's a um, monthly fee. And then there are things in the cash shop that you can't obtain in the game. I fundamentally disagree with that. So I even in the, even in that. the case even in the case of fourteen, because some people will be like, "Oh, you're hypocrite because you play fourteen. It's like, yeah, I play fourteen because fourteen is a much better game. But I also don't agree with everything that fourteen does, like the yeah. fact that there's certain mounts in the store that are not accessible in game. Now, there's a, there's an argument there with the FOMO stuff where it's like there are some mounts that were available and then they were moved to the store, but they were available yeah. in game for a certain amount. Like, in there, there's room for argumentation and whatnot, but a mount that just is born in the store, lives in the store, and never was yep. in the game, I'm, if I'm paying, like, there's a difference as to whether or not you're paying, like, a, uh, a monthly fee, because if, if you're not paying a monthly fee, that's a whole conversation, but if you are paying a monthly fee, I fundamentally disagree with anything that cannot be accessed again, because, like, the whole point of paying the fee is that I'm paying this fee to gain access to everything that's in the game. If you're putting things yeah. in a store that is not in the game, like, what am I paying you this fee for? Like, well, what are we doing? That's, that's the no, way that that's I look exactly, at it. But they've changed, the, they've changed the, the definition of that, and a lot of morons, and these are the morons of the gaming industry, now perpetuate this reasoning. Because what people now say the is, servers. no... The $15 you pay isn't to gain access to everything in the game. It's to gain access to the servers. It's so that you can servers. And it's like, no. No. The, I'm paying. What, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, Elden Ring has servers. They don't charge me a monthly fee to gain access to fucking those. What are you talking about? I gain access to the servers through a monthly fee. Are you stupid? Like, anyway, no. we, we, can't, we kind of like went a little bit off of the main topic that started this, which was the, um, the NetEase game. One of the things that I also wanted to, to bring up with that is that there was a rumor that there were some financial like disagreements between Blizzard yeah. and NetEase. And Blizzard was very quick to come out and say, it's like, no, 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 we have a very good relationship with NetEase. That, that, didn't, that, that, that didn't happen at all. And one yeah. of the one of the things that like the the optimist in me, which I consistently beat down on a daily basis because you can't be optimist whenever it comes to a blizzard topic because that's a mistake. But the optimist yeah. in me, you know, the 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 copium fueled little boy, the 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 nostalgia yeah. riding little boy that is just like completely full of copium and hopium was going like, oh, Maybe, maybe Blizzard did it because NetEase was being so greedy on the levels of like Diablo Immortal and Blizzard was like, oh, we like this IP too much. We don't want you corrupting yeah. by over-monetizing this IP. And then the realist in me is, it'd be good no, if that was no. it, but I highly doubt it. No, it is most likely. If it is going to be financial disagreements, it would probably have been in the form of budget. Like, I, th I think I think it would probably have been in the form of percentages. It was probably Netties was like, "Hey, you gave, we made a hundred million on that other game, man, and you guys are only giving us like what twenty percent? No, no, no. This time we want forty. And this is yeah. like, no, <laughs> most likely. And then that, they canceled course, it. 
I mean, look, Blizzard is going to come out and say, uh, no, that's not true. We have a very good yeah, relationship with NetEase yeah. because if Blizzard loses their connections to NetEase, Blizzard loses their connection to China. You are not allowed to produce anything or dis distribute anything in China without a Chinese company being a part of that. So Blizzard can't burn that bridge. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's not true. It is most likely true, and you are probably correct. Tencent or, or Netis probably did say, hey, you know what? We want a bigger cut. We do not agree that, because we do and a lot so of the Blizzard work. so Blizzard gave them a bigger cut. They cut them yeah, off the so deal. Blizzard eventually said, no, never mind. Uh, let's just let's just scrap this idea. That thing was in development. I don't development. think the idea is going to be scrapped. It was in development for three years. Again. Yeah, I think it's just going to be picked up again. They, they will eventually sort this out because yeah. uh, a lot of people don't even understand this. Uh, it's one of the topics that we have on the list that's probably so way down. So I'll just mention it in brief passing. Microsoft released uh, an article t talking about their acquisition of Activision Blizzard. And in the article, they say why they did it is because of all the mobile games that Bl Activision Blizzard was, is working on. I was on. so disappointed so when, when Phil Spencer said that. When Phil Spencer just like it was, it was almost like the the because I actually watched that video because that was an article, but it was also a video. So I watched that video because I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll make a video about this. But I was so demotivated when I heard Phil Spencer say that, and I was like, I don't even want to talk about this anymore. It was it was a whole thing where she goes like, oh, so what was the reasoning behind the purchasing of Activision Blizzard? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like it's funny how she words it as Activision Blizzard. And then Phil Spencer's reply could basically be construed as, actually, what we really wanted was King. We just wanted yeah. King. We wanted King, and we got Call of Duty as a bonus, kind of. Well, I, And I then the rest of the trash that Blizzard brings to the table is whatever. I don't think it is just King. I think it's, it's more a case of King. Phil Spencer. Obviously, he's in the Silicon Valley thing. He knows yeah. what Blizzard is probably working on. He probably winked to Bobby Kotick beforehand, and he was like, uh, so... What projects do you guys have in the works? We may be interested in buying you, but we want to know what projects you have coming up. And Bobby Kotick sort of probably showed him. Uh, so people don't even know this. Uh, Blizzard have an entire division headed by the previous co-owner of Blizzard. So this is the guy that founded Blizzard Entertainment Alan alongside Adam? Mike Moran. Alan Adam, yes. He runs uh, Blizzard Next, which is a, a, a division within Blizzard Entertainment. Sorry, I, th I thought that that division has like stopped working or something. No, I did not. No, 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 no. They're the they are. Um, so he ran a division, then left the company after that division got closed down. Then came back to Blizzard Entertainment a couple of years ago, uh, maybe three or four years ago. Came back to Blizzard and then started this new division. Now this new division, they are basically the the foundry for blizzard so they are the ones working on brand new ips and ideas that has nothing to do with any of the other teams that basically all of the developers that's tired in their own words of working on the major titles they join one of the teams in this foundry place now all of the games that they work on are mobile literally every single one of the games that they, they come up with is mobile uh, they call it the next generation games but it's all mobile so I can tell you now, Bobby Kotick probably gave Full Spencer a rundown of six or seven titles that's coming out from uh, Blizzard Entertainment in mobile. We know that Call of Duty Mobile is massive, and they're probably going to do a lot more with Call of Duty Mobile. King is a giant. So 
for full Spencer, it is just the sort of argument of, hey, we can get all of these games on the Xbox Game Pass. So the Game Pass then becomes a mobile offering. Microsoft is already uniquely situated because when it comes to Microsoft and the Game Pass, you don't actually have to choose which platform you play the games on. Because you in, can play in some any cases. Of the- in some cases, you do not every get like the um, the PC version of Game Pass does not have every game that the Xbox has. Xbox has that's more. true, but but that's more uh, a limitation in terms of licensing. What I'm talking about is they have this Xbox Game Pass thing. Uh, it's the Microsoft streaming platform, which Microsoft you can Cloud. take any. Xbox yeah, you can Cloud. take any of the of the PC games in the Game Pass and stream it through your mobile phone, right? So it sort of eliminates that whole, oh, this are mobile, these are mobile games and these are PC games. It's like, no, these are just games. You can play it on any device you want. But then they bring in all of these mobile offerings from Activision Blizzard, and suddenly they can go, so if you are on a, if you're a phone user, purchase $15 a month, purchase the Game Pass, right? Then you get access to over 200 games that you can stream from your phone, on your phone, but also you get access to all of these exclusive mobile titles that we now own. So it is for Microsoft, it, it, it's a no-brainer. Their yeah. Xbox streams, uh, cloud services, allows them to basically say, we are a gaming company. And it doesn't matter what you play on, you can play on anything. And I do think, so the division between the games that's available on Xbox and the games that's available on PC is slowly, that gap is slowly closing more and more games are sort of moving over to both. And I do think in probably within the next two years, Xbox is going to reach parity where every game that's available on the Xbox console is going to be available on the, uh, on Windows. It makes, it makes sense for their model. Yeah. I mean, Xbox game Pass is ma- is going to be massive and it's just going to continue to grow. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's kind of like where the industry is going. Now, my big concern is that, you you probably remember back in the day when the whole streaming thing started happening. Netflix was mm-hmm. the place to be, right? Everything is on Netflix. But shortly, well, not shortly, but a couple of years after, what started happening? Okay, so now we have Netflix. I mean, in in a current day, we have Netflix, we have Amazon Prime, we have HBO Plus, Disney Plus, Hulu. Yeah. You have like a million different streaming services, and all of them have like a different show here, a different thing there. And that is actually kind of a problem, which is going to start happening. It's already happening in a way because PlayStation's also got um, PlayStation Plus Next, Next, whatever it's called. Yeah. No, actually, I think it's I think it's PlayStation Plus Extra, and that is also bringing in that uh, that is also bringing in a, a bunch of different games that are not on Xbox. And it's just like it's always about segregation, and I kind of just feel like you know eventually we need to come to a point where these just need to be platforms and you just choose mm-hmm. your box and then yeah. you just get everything else. Well, it's, the it, thing, but it's going nice to be a while with, before we get there. The nice thing with gaming is I envision a world in which you're probably going to have two. Uh, you're going to have the Sony thing because Sony and Xbox is just never going to work together. And then you have the Xbox game pass, but you've already had this. You had the Ubisoft plus, you had um, the, and I mean Ubisoft Plus in terms of it was literally just the plus sign. They didn't even write the plus, but, uh, and then you had, uh, you have Play and Play Pro from EA. They tried this. It, it is failing miserably. Yep. So nowadays, 
all of the place that uh, the play games that you get for EA is also available through the Game Pass. Though if you pay the fifteen dollars a month for Microsoft Game Pass, you get access to the games from EA. And Ubisoft is rumored to move all of the Ubisoft titles also into the Game Pass within the next few months. So, uh, because it's not working. You see, the problem is, I think gaming, where gaming is different to, you know, movies and series and things like this, games are much more of a long-term commitment. So, it is entirely plausible and possible for you to pick up a game and play that for the next month. Now, you have to justify paying $15 a month in order to play this one game that you maybe want to play from one company. So EA, for example, brings out their EA Play Pro. And it's like, okay, but I only want to play the Legendary Edition. Am I going to just buy the Legendary Edition? Or am I going to just, am I going to pay the $15 a month just so that I can finish Mass Effect Legendary Edition? It's like, ah, what's the fucking point? So it's it's a lot harder to do uh, the the so do the HBOs and yeah. the Universal Plus and shit because it is a lot more it's a lot more of a long term investment whenever you get into video games. So I do think I think at the end of the day we're gonna have three places that you can buy video games or get access to video games. One is gonna be the Game Pass, the other is gonna be Sony, and then finally it's gonna be Steam. And that's it. Those are your three options. You get two subscription models and you get one buy your games and own them, right? Yeah. I think that's it. Epic Games might still be around, although I, we'll I don't see. know. We'll, we'll see how that pans out. But like that, right now, it just feels like a, a huge unknown. And if people start going the way of like, services here, services there, like you're going to start having problems because... This is one of the reasons why there's most MMOs are not going for the subscription model because they know they can't get away with it. Like, look, I'm either paying for World of Warcraft or I'm paying for 14. And it's like, there will be a couple of people that maybe pay for both. I don't yeah. think you're going to have a lot of people that are going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to pay for these two and then I'm going to pay for this other one. And the other. there's too many subscriptions to like everything there's yeah. too much it's too much oh yeah absolutely it, it, it if you if you had every single company coming out with some subscription service people would not have enough cash for it yeah. especially since everyone that has a game subscription also happened to have at least one or two series of movie subscriptions right yes so it, it very quickly starts right uh, racking up and you could very quickly get to a place where you're paying three four hundred dollars a month just uh in su subscriptions yeah um which i i also don't think that the subscription service for tv and series is gonna last i think there's a number of them that might be around for a while but will eventually be replaced uh or be absorbed um just because so I don't know much about HBO, but I know HBO was a single channel in the US, right? It's like a single, they, they have their own channel in the US. I don't know how many offerings they have. So there might come a point where they don't have enough shows to really justify paying a continuous subscription. Because I know a lot of the streaming services, Disney, for example, complained about that. They get a lot of people that will subscribe one month to watch a season and then cancel yeah. their subscription the second they finished watching and they hate this they they really don't want this and it's like 
Yeah, but it's going to happen. Because it's, it's, you don't have you enough be, shit you better there make, to keep watching. You better make your business model around it because it's going to happen. Like if I was to scrap Disney mm-hmm. Plus, it'd probably be like, oh, I just want to watch The Mandalorian and then boom, and then yeah. cancel it yeah. out. Where Netflix is in the good position, I, I feel, that Netflix has a bunch of original shows, yeah. but they also are indiscriminate. They, they don't care whether Universal made the, game, the movie or whether it was Liongate or whoever. If though that company is okay with it, they will put that movie on their platform. Whereas Universal Plus only wants Universal movies on their platform. It's like, well... You're extremely okay, limiting but, yourself. Yeah. Then someone's just going to pay the $15 to fucking watch the one film and then cancel immediately because I've watched the film, right? I don't need anything else. But, so yeah, I think it's... I, we're in an age where everyone is grabbing as much fucking of the bag as they can, right? Yeah. But it is going to die out. It will eventually sort itself out, and we will eventually see sort of normality return, I think, I hope. And speaking speaking of uh, companies grabbing the bag, Sony's making yeah. a run for it as well, which was a topic we wanted yeah. to talk about last week. Increasing the price of, uh, of the PlayStation 5. This is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Like, we're almost coming up on two years. The console launch, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be two years in November. And by the way, for full context, for people that aren't aware, I was one of the lucky few that PlayStation Portugal was kind enough to send me a PlayStation. Nice. I was like, oh, hell, hell's yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. And um, it's like, it's a weird thing, because if you think about, so two years ago in November, console comes out, most people can't get a hold of it. Yeah. We are now two years later, most people still can't get a hold of it, and they're increasing the price. It's like, this yeah. is the point at where there should be, like, cheaper versions of consoles and bundles and all of this stuff. But because of all the production issues with it and whatnot, there aren't. And the price is yeah. going up. It, I kind of feel like if you want to do something like this, mm-hmm. one of the things that PlayStation should have done, and I don't think they did, at least I didn't see any news article indicating that they did this, but it should be like, okay, so we'll charge you 550 but it comes with a year of PS Plus. Yeah. which. That's that's a significant amount of value because PS that Plus, even, been a good even move, yeah. the base version of PS Plus for people that aren't aware of it, they literally just give you two games every month. Like there's just every month, here's two, two to three like games, you know, varying quality. Sometimes you get something good, sometimes you get something not as great. Like I believe The Witcher 3 has been on there. Bloodborne's that's been on there. Game. So there's been good games in the Battle Pass. I don't know which ones have been the most recent ones, but there's definitely yeah. been good stuff in the... In the did I say battle pass? Whatever. Uh, yeah, the, but I mean, it was the same fucking thing. Yeah, the, 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 play, yeah. the PlayStation Plus thing. And yeah. I feel like if they were at least to say, okay, so it's 550 but the soft and the blow will give you PlayStation Plus for a year, I'd be like, well, yeah. that's, not, that's not a terrible deal. But the fact that it's just like, no, it's just, it's just 50 bones more. Like, what? I, wait a minute. I think what, what hurts them, it, uh, what hurts them actually a lot with that move is that, Yes, it's 50 bones more, but then literally the next day Xbox comes out and says, ours nope. remains the same. Yeah, and Nintendo does the same thing. Like, both of them just, like, took a knife. The Sony is like, yeah, nope, nope. But I think it makes sense why this is happening. Um, Nintendo never has to worry about anything. It's got yeah. such a big fucking following, and all their followers are fucking rabid, right? So they're going to buy whatever the fuck Nintendo puts out there. I've never owned a Nintendo, nor have I actually played Nintendo games, so I don't 
I'm not part of that group, but I know a lot of people that do love Nintendo, and that's great. So Nintendo doesn't have to care. I'll um, tell I'll tell you right now though. I'm not like one of those big Nintendo nostalgia guys, but I love mm-hmm. the Switch. The Switch is a fantastic. Like, and I know that people are going to bring up, "Oh, the Steam Deck is better and all of this." It's like, "Well, yeah, but the Steam Deck basically just said, "Oh, that thing looks really cool. Let's make one of those." <laughs> that, yeah. That's literally what they did. <laughs> so it's like, well, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll be sure. honest, uh, I I I will I will I see your Switch and your Steam Deck and I raise you my PC. There you go. And uh <laughs> I am perfectly fine, thank you. I can play all of yeah. my games without holding it in my fucking hand the whole time. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with with my PC. But no, I, I wouldn't own the Steam Deck and I wouldn't own a Nintendo. I've never been a fan of handheld video games. I don't understand the concept or the the, the appeal to it. Here's here's but the there thing are though. People that love it. I'm not the biggest fan of handheld either because usually what ends up happening is like if I go on a trip or something. Then yeah, handheld's fantastic. Because I'm on a trip, you know, and have like a proper way of doing stuff. It's whatever. Um, so I've never been a huge handheld fan, even though like I own a 3DS, I own a Vita, I own a bunch of like handheld consoles. Um, yeah. Because there were exclusive games there that I couldn't get anywhere else. So like Monster Hunter was exclusive to the 3DS for a while. Uh, Vita has some exclusive games, including one of the best, like you would love this game. A game called Soul Sacrifice. Friggin' amazing. Um, so it's like, that's the reason why I would own those handhelds. But the problem is playing those things when I'm home, I can't do it. I, I, I little, that's one of the reasons why people sometimes ask me, Oh, have you, and did you go into G rank and monster for ultimate? It's like, no, cause it was on the 3ds. Like I, I, I couldn't play it for starters. I can't even play it for that long. My fingers actually start hurting. Yeah. Like my hands start hurting because of the poor ergonomics of the device. But yeah. on top of it, there's also the fact that when I'm home, I'm like, oh, I have this really nice monitor in front of me. Let me grab yep. this handheld and play on this really tiny ass screen. <laughs> so th- that's, yeah, this is where the Switch makes perfect <laughs> sense for me because it's like I can yeah. take it with me whenever I have to go somewhere. But then when I'm home, I just like, boop, and now it's on the TV. And that's it. That's just so, it. Because like the performance of the device is terrible. The performance is atrocious. <laughs> but the games on see, it are I, really good. <clears throat> See, the thing for me is I uh, I grew up with PC because in South Africa, uh, handheld wasn't such a big deal. Nintendo wasn't such a big thing when I was growing up. My dad was very into PC, so I got a PC very early on in my life. Uh, by the time we got the PlayStation 1, I already had, like, I, I've already been playing on PC for probably three, four, five years at that point. So I never really got into uh, the PlayStation nor did my dad, nor did any of my brothers. We basically just bought another PC so that everyone could play at the same time. Um, and that was it. My my entire life have been just PC. So even nowadays, I bought that controller because I wanted to play Dragon's uh, Dark Souls. I did it for like two minutes on Dark Souls and I went, fuck that, back to the keyboard and mouse. That thing is shit. Um, <laughs> I don't oh. like, I, I don't Controllers understand. Controllers are purpose. good, Akalon. They're good. <laughs> They're, they are not even close to what a mouse and a keyboard can give you. Um, <laughs> I am I am just a fan of the mouse and keyboard ergonomics. The the whole point of it, I have a did nice I, mechanical keyboard. Did I ever tell I have you a very nice mouse? I'm good. Did I ever tell you that I play Final Fantasy 14 on a controller? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, good, dude. All you controller plebs on Final Fantasy 14, <laughs> bro. <laughs> 
You have a PC, you're playing on the superior device, but no, I'll play like a peasant on a controller. Bro. It's like, why are you doing that to yourself, bro? Controller is so good, you have no... I mean, if they do proper support, like, because like 14 yeah. controller support is god tier. I haven't seen any other MMO have even remotely as good controller support. But yeah. yeah. But anyways, what I wanted to say was, um, the reason Microsoft doesn't have to increase their pricing is Microsoft hasn't cared about the sales of their console yeah, it since doesn't matter. day one. And now with the Game Pass, Xbox couldn't give two fucks yep. whether or not they're making a slight loss on the Xbox because almost everyone that buys an Xbox buys the Game Pass. And Which that's is the thing the that, yeah, comes. that's where the cash really comes in. It's like um, the, the Xbox is basically just a small PC that you all it is i mean yeah. the playstation is the same but the thing is for sony it's important for them to sell the box whereas microsoft's like we can sell our shit on pc we can sell our shit on phones pretty soon they yeah. probably have some kind of like a phone service i genuinely i want to be honest i genuinely believe they do they do have game pass for mobile um i genuinely believe that sony you see when microsoft reached out to sony this was years ago so there were three times where Microsoft and Sony reached out to each other. The very first time Microsoft reached out to Sony and they were like, hey, how about we drop this exclusive bullshit and let's just be friends. Let's, let's have all games be available on all consoles and people just choose the console that is the best. Sony said, go fuck yourself. Why? Because at the time, Sony had all the good games. <laughs> You know, this why was probably you, why PlayStation Two era, I would imagine. I, I I don't know this. Yeah, it's it's around literally around the beginning of shit where Microsoft had technically, actually, Microsoft had all the same games as Sony. Sony just had more games because Sony had all the other games as well. Sony had the Japanese um, games, which Microsoft is still yes. trying to grab from them. I'm, I'm exactly. Microsoft I'm surprised is making how, some inroads. I'm surprised how Sony can still get away with so many exclusivity, like third-party companies. Surprised. I think it has something to do with Japanese law as well, because in Japan, uh, foreigners are not allowed to own companies uh, in Japan, and there's probably a bunch of other rules that makes it easy for Sony to sort of sign exclusive exclusive deals. But you have, for example, now, uh, I literally didn't even know this was happening until about three days ago, open up my Xbox Game Pass, and I see, what the fuck, Death Stranding is available on Xbox Game Pass. I'm like, dude, Hideo Kojima? I know that he was working for on, a, on an exclusive game for Microsoft, but he just literally went, because Death Stranding, for those people that don't know, was a, a, a Sony PlayStation exclusive yeah, it, it for has, a year. And it, has it, the, it uses the Decima end. Which is the the Horizon Zero Dawn end. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just yeeted straight. Just yeeted it onto the Xbox Game Pass. I was like, holy shit. Nice fucking job. Well, Spencer's like, this is, a nice, game, so. this is a nice engine, Sony. This is a really yeah. good engine. I mean, and then Sony went to Xbox, I think around about the era of the PlayStation 3. That was 3? probably PlayStation 3 if they did, because that's when Sony was getting pummeled. Yeah, and then Xbox again told Sony, go fuck yourself, because this That's was a... the beginnings of Microsoft starting to merge their two biggest platforms, PC and console. So Microsoft is now in the position where they go, whether you own a console or whether you own a PC, 
you play on our devices because everyone that has a PC has Windows installed in order to play their games. That's Microsoft. So they don't give a fuck whether you have a console or a PC. You're effectively, every PC that you buy is basically a my, an Xbox console. It just doesn't have the Xbox label on it. Um, Sony, on the other hand, is now being completely frozen out of the conversation because Sony still refuses to launch all of their games on PC. They've started to do more nowadays. They're, they're, they're doing but, it more, yeah. They're, they're going to start yeah. doing it, but it's uh, they still want to make sure that the console has a certain amount of, uh, yeah. of exclusivity. I think they're shooting themselves in the foot. If I was PlayStation, if I was Sony, what I would do is I would bring the Sony Plus extra service to PC. Yeah. And be done with it. Every single console game that you can get on Sony, you can buy on PC and, as well. And that's the end. Of unfortunately, the there's there's just like a lot of tribalism, and there will be a lot of um, a lot of like current PlayStation fans that will drop support for. I mean, they're already some of them are already dropping support. Like the more hardcore fans, they'll be like, no, 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 no. We want the console wars, which is the it's the weirdest thing. Is like we. <laughs> The whole thing about console wars has always been like super weird to me. Like people always going around and friggin' fighting over who has the better box. It's like it's it's, it's just a, a weird thing. It's like look, it's it's video games, man. It's it's like as far as I'm concerned, my attitude to that has always been every platform should get every game. That would be the best outcome. Yeah. So it's like Sony releases something, a- goes out on PC. Xbox, everybody benefits from it. It doesn't matter yeah. which box you have. I have a friend right now that came to me and, she, uh, and she's like, I, I want to buy a PC. What, what should I buy? I'm like, I don't know. What do you want to do on the PC? And she's like, I want to play games. I'm like, okay. Then this is what you buy. I gave her like a, a 5,800 Ryzen. You know, it's a nice PC. And she's like, but actually I saw the 5950X. Shouldn't I buy that instead? I'm like, for what fucking purpose? It's doing the fucking games. The five hundred, the fifty eight hundred is gonna play your fucking games. Like, you want to buy a thing that's three times more expensive that's gonna play the game exactly the same fucking way as the fifty eight hundred X is gonna play the yeah. game. Like, that's the problem with the but console. It's, the, it's wars. the latest one, man. I gotta, I gotta yeah, but, have like the the thirty nine, the, the forty nine that's coming out. It's like let let me tell everybody, okay? If I wasn't a content creator, like right now, mm-hmm. my GPU is a sixty nine. 900 XT. If I wasn't a content creator, I would have bought the 6700 XT. It's way yeah. cheaper, does almost the same job. The difference is the 6900 has more horsepower that allows me to like render videos and do multiple things at the same time. So if I was just a gamer without actually having to worry about content creation, rendering video, the number of yeah. resources I need to have available at any given time. I'm like, yeah, 6700 or 6800, whatever. Any of these is going to be fine. Or in the case of the NVIDIA, it'd be like the 3080 or even the 3070. These are going to be fine. You don't need much more than that. It's just if you already have a 3080, and I would probably have gone 3070, even 3060 for just gaming. No, 3060. Trust me. You don't want want 3060, okay? I have a 2060 back in the. And I know that the 20 series was garbage, but like I have a a 2060, and the 2060 was. It still does work. Like, don't get me wrong, especially with DLSS. Like, I was surprised with what I was able to do with my 2060 with DLSS, but still. 
It's like if you still want, I, I would at least go the seventies. You know, you know the twenty seventy. Sure, thirty seventy. So, I mean, I wouldn't mind either way because the games that I play isn't really reliant on incredibly high frame rates. Uh, I have a screen currently that can go up to one hundred and sixty-five FPS. I, I, the games that I play, like Mass Effect Legendary Edition. What do I want to see at one hundred and fucking sixty-five FPS? It just like, feels nicer, thing. man. It just it, looks nicer, a, more fluid. On a game like yeah, but for me, one hundred and forty-four FPS. Game that was on the on thing, the Xbox like. three sixty running at one hundred and sixty-five hertz, baby. Yep. But the thing is, my eyes are also because you get people that uh, there's like a subsection, a, a sub portion of the of humanity that's very sensitive to those changes. So they they notice an incredible difference between 120 and say 144 or 165. I'm not one of those people. So for me, I notice I notice the difference between 60 and 140. But yeah. 120 and 140, it's the same fucking thing to me. I'm I'm noticing nothing different there. Plus, I I've never really cared about how games feel or look. I care about what the story is, and if the story is good. As long as I can click the different options, I'm fucking happy with whatever. You still the fuck haven't is going finished on. Elden Ring. Yeah, I'm 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 getting there, bro. Don't fucking rush me, man. I'm I'm <laughs> I'll fucking finish that game. <laughs> but my worry point about that it, I wanted man. to make with this was. You have the Xbox and you have the PlayStation, okay? And there's these console wars. And I remember every single time there's a new fucking Xbox and PlayStation, they're like, oh, the Xbox has this much RAM and the PlayStation has this much RAM. And it's like, yeah, both of them can play almost all of their games at 120 FPS. Go no. fuck yourselves. It's 60. the same thing. 60. Consoles are 60, no, bro. Don't, no, no, no. Uh, yes. Both the PlayStation, the new PlayStation and the new Xbox are both 120 they can go up to 120 for their They games. can, but you don't play them, so you don't know. I do. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm assuming right there now, might be games that PlayStation. I mean, pl PlayStation has only recently enabled support for 1440p, because before that, you want to know the two resolutions of PlayStation 5? Uh -huh. 1080 and 4K. What the fuck? So like if you put, before this, I, actually, I don't even know if it's officially in the official release or if it's still like in beta, the 1440p resolution. Um, but it's like back in the back in the day when the console came out, if you were to plug it into a 1440p monitor, you'd be playing at 1080p. That's it. Which was really what? dumb. I was like, what? The, the Xbox could do it. The Xbox would do it. The Xbox would do that. It would do uh, the 120 hertz. The PlayStation mm -hmm. didn't. The PlayStation has recently also added the ability, I think. No, wait. You could do 120 hertz on PlayStation, but it was at 1080p only. You couldn't do like 14. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, you can do 120, but it's like most games are shooting for 60. And there's still yeah. a lot of games that are shooting for 30 at 4K. Well, there you go. <laughs> Uh, I'll I'll just once again throw this out there. My PC have been able to do 1440p at 144 hertz per second um, for a really long time. Yeah, of course. Um, so you know, but okay. So why why I don't understand the console peasants that sort of fight this? Oh my god, we need the console wars. You realize the console wars is never actually going to stop, even if all the games yeah. were 100% available everywhere. But then the console wars would actually turn into something that benefits you 
far more than what you're be- currently being benefited as. Because yep. the current benefit that you have is that every single one of these companies, Xbox, Microsoft, and Sony, just tries to get the best games on their console. And the two consoles kind of come out the same. I mean, there's literally almost no difference between the consoles. But if you made all the games accessible on all of the consoles, what what ends up happening is now we're in a fight for who has the more powerful console. Yeah. Because that's the only way I can win. I have to show you that but you see, can that- play this game and get a blowjob from the machine at the same fucking time. Otherwise, you're not going to buy my machine. And see, that's why Sony is not interested in... Uh- breaking the the exclusivity right now because currently the xbox is more powerful than five hardware but hasn't that been true for like the last two no. generations no the playstation 4 was more powerful than the xbox one although when they came out with the xbox one x Ace that one Ace. was more powerful than the playstation 4 pro <laughs> but oh, for okay, the yeah. longest part of that generation the ps4 was more powerful than the xbox yeah, uh, but then they came out with the X, which was like the most powerful console, and that yeah. one was more powerful. And now I believe, which is something that I don't follow that much because it's it's slightly more powerful. Doesn't appear to make that much of a difference. As a, as a matter of yeah. fact, there are situations in which the play, certain games will perform better on PlayStation than on Xbox, even though the Xbox is more powerful. Because at the end of the day, it's all about how the developers use the hardware. It's about how yeah. how well do you know the hardware that you're using. That's all that really. But, yeah, at um, the end of the day, it, it boils down to, and this is actually a very unknown thing, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, but almost everyone will talk about, oh my God, they're using Unreal Engine. Oh my God, they're using this. Oh my God, they're using that. And so many people realize that the thing that makes actually one of the biggest differences in terms of performance is DirectX, Vulkan, or... So it, it's those programs... The, the literal 3D rendering program, the thing that controls all of this, that makes such a huge difference to how, no matter what engine they use, if they use the wrong fucking, um, let's call it the encoder, if they use the wrong one, the game's just going to perform shit. So, for example, yeah. if you want to see the difference, go play uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 on an NVIDIA card using the Vulkan encoder, I think it's called an encoder. Nvidia, it's it's not renderer. it's not an encoder. It's a renderer, but it's a renderer. Can yeah. the Nvidia even do Vulkan? Oh, yeah, Vulkan is open source. It, it, yeah. it can do Vulkan, but if you do it with Vulkan, it's probably going to be really the bad, isn't it? Performance hit is fucking massive. The yeah. loading screens take forever. The game is buggy. The screens what? buggy. I mean, but the thing buggy. is, you never want to render anything in Vulkan for. NVIDIA because Vulkan is just much at, at least to my understanding it's much more optimized AM cards like to give an idea yeah. I actually have to replace some of the DLL files to render 14 in Vulkan otherwise it crashes on my GPU like I, I had yeah. I had a lot of crashes in 14 mm-hmm. then I got like the Vulkan DLL files because it, it's not like an official thing so you have to like replace these DLL files on Thing. And ever since I did that, mm-hmm. like the game renders in Vulcan, no problems whatsoever. It's flawless. Easy. Yeah. I I know the reason I think Vulcan is actually the future, and I realize there's a lot of viewers that's sitting here right now going, Vulcan? What? Because no one knows what the fuck these things are, except if you're like a super nerd and crap. But <laughs> a Vulcan, mega nerd. <laughs> yeah. Like Vulcan is 
banging right now, bro. Like it is. Vul Vulcan is bringing out so many changes. Uh, they are, I believe, within the next few years, Vulcan is going to be miles ahead of what DirectX can offer. I don't know and because let let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because like I have seen this with uh, OpenGL, which is kind of like another one of those, right? Yeah, and yeah. OpenGL was what was supported in Mac because I, I used Macs for a long time. Oh. And I, I was always thinking like, oh, dude, this is so much. Because like the operating system back when I was using them, because since then it's gone to trash. But back then it was uh, OSX Snow Leopard. It was the peak operating system that I've ever used. The best. It was <laughs> fantastic. It was not like Linux complicated, which a lot of people were like, oh my God, Linux have to do all of these things. Like, no, it was not like that. And it was just like the performance when you compared it to any Windows machine, even today, Snow Leopard yeah. was leaps and like, listen, Snow Leopard was ready to work with one terabyte of RAM. Wait, one terabyte? Terabyte? Yeah, I think it was one terabyte. I don't, one I don't terabyte. know. I, 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 I remember it was something freaking ridiculous. Yeah, it was one terabyte. It was prepared to take no, advantage of one terabyte of RAM. That's how forward thinking that operating system was. It was it was amazing. Like I would use that system and I'd be like, dude, once publishers realize that this system is so much better, they're gonna start making games for it. Problem was, everybody was so formatted, still is so formatted for direct X that they mm -hmm. just wouldn't make games for it. Like the few World of Warcraft ran better on my Mac than on my PC back in those days. And the hardware Jesus. wasn't even as powerful. And I was just yeah. like, bro, what is this? So if people had bothered to optimize for this superior system, it would have been a much better gaming experience. But they didn't because they yeah. kept everybody keeps working on Direct X. And I think it's going to be the same thing like forever. No matter what well, you do, it, it's always going to just be like the de facto standard. People are going to keep using it. And here's another thing that I can tell. So like Vulc Vulcan is open source is my understanding, right? I think it's open source. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an open source program. Here's an, you want to know another thing that's open source? The AMD encoder. Now, this is what you would use to record videos if you have an AMD GPU. The very yeah. same way that, and again, this is like super nerd territory. <laughs> it's like the yeah. very same way that right now, the video that is being recorded is being recorded in NVENC. Because if you give me the option, I will always go NVENC, which is the NVIDIA proprietary encoder. Yes. And NVENC, when compared with the AMD encoder, like you'll find some video comparisons online. And let me tell you, I don't care which comparisons you show in my face. I can guarantee you that currently the AMD encoder is absolute fucking dog shit. It yes. is terrible to work with. It is terrible performance. And the quality comes nowhere close to the NVENC encoder. And you're talking to someone who yeah. does not like NVIDIA. I don't like NVIDIA because I don't I'm like the huge. company. I don't like, I don't like the way that they do their drivers where it's like, they need to be constantly updating the fucking thing. It's like, I, fucking sort I'm yourselves a, out. A, Make your shit work I'm without a, you needing to update it every fucking day. It's terrible. I'm a performance fanboy, so I don't really have a, I don't dislike NVIDIA or AMD. I, I go for whoever has the best performance. When I bought this PC, I went for the 5900X because at that time, it was the best one, but I would have easily gone Intel if that was the yeah. best one at the time. I don't really give a fuck. But the thing with Vulcan and the reason Vulcan is such a big deal 
Um, the article that sort of showcased all of the changes that's coming to Vulcan also included a list of companies that is starting to take Vulcan incredibly serious because Vulcan is actually going to work so seamlessly with Unreal Engine 5 and the ability to just do things that previously you would have to take DirectX and then you would have to tweak the fuck out of it in order to make it work on your specific game. Uh, Vulcan is now just going to do it. It's just going to run whatever the fuck you're throwing at it. So I do think Vulcan is going to be the future. This means that uh, actually one of the companies that's starting to take Vulcan seriously is NVIDIA. Interesting. Like, NVIDIA is 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 is, donor, or is spending a lot of resources to update their game or their drivers so that it would work better with the Vulcan experience. Got, I'll tell you right now, I've I've never liked DirectX. I think DirectX is incredibly inefficient. I just think that yeah. people have gotten so used to DirectX that they don't know how to work with other oh, renderers. Yeah. So they're just like, yeah, we'll just do DirectX. It's the most common one. It's supported by default on Microsoft. You don't have to install anything additional. It's just the laziness yeah. of it. It's just like, yeah, it, it just kind of works. It's not very good, but it runs. It's whatever. But I think I that they're final, much better. I have a final question that I wanted to ask chat about the super nerdy stuff and you, and you too. But do you guys have Windows 11 installed? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, I want to see the comments. Here's, here's the thing, though. Like... If I was, again, just a regular user, I probably would have installed Windows 11. It's whatever. The reason I don't install Windows 11 is because every time a new operating system for Microsoft comes out, there's always problems with existing software. So, like, if I install Windows 11, I'm going to run into problems with Adobe Premiere. I'm going to run into problems with Adobe Audition. I'm going to run into problems with OBS. I'm going to run into Photoshop. problems with the capture card that I use, the Avermedia capture card. You're going to probably run into problems with the Elgato face cam. You're going to run into, there's, there's just like this list of things yeah. that considering that I'm, I'm extremely stressed for time as it is, if I then have to like, okay, let me just upgrade this to Windows 11. And if I was 100% certain that it was going to be a flawless experience, I'd be like, I don't care, whatever, Windows 11, Windows 10, it's a fucking number. Who gives a shit? Yeah. The problem is it's not going to be a flawless experience. It's going to inconvenience me in all kinds of ways, there's probably going to be games yep. that are not going to work properly in Windows 11. So it's like, I, I just don't want to deal with the hassle. It's like, Windows 10 is working fine. It's fantastic. Yeah, I, I haven't switched either, mainly because Microsoft is, Microsoft is basically where Blizzard learned how to let their users beta test their own fucking games. Yes. Because if, if the first two years of the launch of a new operating system is you beta testing the shit out of Microsoft's product. Because my brother bought a new laptop uh, like six months ago, and it came pre-installed with Windows 11. So he doesn't even have the option to roll back to 10, because 10 was never actually installed on the laptop. It is only Windows 11. And every single time there's a new update, everything breaks. Now, he does data analysis, right? So his oh entire job is God. machine learning and data analysis. And then a new update rolls out, and he can't work for like two days because... Everything's just fucking broken. Yeah, I would and not. And he has clients down his fucking throat. They're like, oh my God, we need our things fixed. And he's like, I can't fix fucking shit. I can't even get into my crap. Like, everything's just like right now he has a problem where like every five minutes, it will just freeze for like two minutes. Just everything freezes. 
and then it will unlock again and then it will go while uh, good for a while again and just freeze it's, like two fucking minutes it's the microsoft uh healthy 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 and fitness program where it's like okay so for the next two minutes we expect you to get down on the floor and do some push-ups <laughs> <laughs> we, want, we want you to stay so, healthy so we're gonna freeze your whole system <laughs> yeah so i i won't switch but i would like to know what I, i'm gonna love reading these comments of people that have switched and haven't but even as just a normal user, if I wasn't a content creator, I would still not switch. As a content creator, I definitely wouldn't switch. I remember when it, like a few months ago, Mr. GM tweeted out that he's switching to Windows 11. And I still told him in the comments, I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why would you do that? Because you might be lucky yeah. and everything just works. But if I look at the amount of programs, like right now, just to make what we're doing here possible... I have the Elgato control room for my lights. Without that, that's fucked. I have the Elgato uh, app for the face cam. I have the Elgato voice app for the mic. I have OBS. Bro, you, have, you have Elgato. The programs on OBS. You, you have the Elgato lights? Yeah. So <laughs> the reason I bought Elgato's uh, lights and not, not just normal lights is South Africa. Um, if you want to get studio lights in South Africa, you basically have an option between getting normal fucking floodlights I know. and then trying to figure out how the fuck do I dumb these that I don't look as if I'm a deer in the fucking headlights, or you go for the, like, it just jumps in price to like over 10,000 Rand for a fucking light. I'm going to, I'm going to do one I of the, these. one of the laziest things that I could do. I don't feel like actually moving my cameras because that would like destroy I, I would spend probably hours trying to figure it out so i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. show you my setup is because this is hilarious like i remember looking at um i remember looking at the elgato lights and yeah. my father not my father like I, I remember looking at those elgato lights and i was like bro these things cost like 200 dollars or something ridiculous like that that is redonkulous because it's a bunch of LED lights. That's all it is. That's all it yeah. is. And it's $200. And it's like, yeah, sure, you can connect them to USB and you can fuck with the lighting and all of this. So I go and I, and I ask my father because my father's like good with like we, we used to do work in um, expositions and stuff like that. So he's very good with electronical stuff. So I ask my father, yeah. how... How much could it possibly cost to like just do a panel like this with LED lighting? And so yeah. I think that for 12 euros or something, he got a bunch of like LED strips and some acrylic and shit like that. He built this. Show you first. See that thing? Dude, that looks fucking cool, actually. Yeah. It's just a little piece of wood and he put the lighting on it. I'm going to show it on stream right now. Sorry, audio only listeners. But it's like these things. And these things, basically, they even come with remotes, bro. Like, this thing has a remote. Let's me set the temperature of the light. Let's me set how bright it is. Does all of that does not need a stupid USB connection, does not need software to run. I just hit the remote, turns the light on, boom, done. Like, that's it. So, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I fucking hate these lights. For, so you paid two hundred dollars for him and you hate him. I was like, yeah, bro, the, I like love I said, these lights. The, they were twelve euro. It's fantastic. <laughs> but like I said, the options in South Africa was fucking slim picking. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Because in South Africa, the only people that would ever need lights like this, or mostly, 
would be studios. So for studios, they have the giant, beautiful studio lights, the diffuser lights and shit. And it's like, bro, I don't, I don't want to build a fucking TV studio. I just want like lights on my fucking face when I'm streaming. So that's very expensive. These were the cheapest that I could go for that wouldn't just be shit. But here's my biggest problem with these. You have two ways of turning them on. One is through the mobile app. The other one is through the PC app. There is physically no way to turn these on without <laughs> those apps. There isn't an on switch on these. The on switch turns them on for 10 seconds and turns them off and waits for you to turn them on in the app. Oh the God. app works through Wi-Fi. Now, what, what has happened, and this has happened multiple times, I've actually had stream days canceled because for some reason, my PC and my app on my phone just won't pick up the lights or it will just pick up one. It's like, dude, what the fuck? So I turn it on, I turn it off, it doesn't pick it up. Turn it on, turn it off, doesn't pick it up. Turn I... it on, turn it off. Turn it... And you're just like, okay, you know what? Fucking never mind. We'll just try this again tomorrow. And then tomorrow it works. I didn't touch anything. Just tomorrow it decided to work. Jesus. So I don't nightmare. understand how that was. Like, is that really? Did you save Listen. money? Because what? It would have been would have been that much more expensive to put a fucking switch in the back that goes on off if you don't want to use the fucking app for this shit. <laughs> it's it's a, it's like the whole smart thing. Everything has to be smart and connect to an app. And I'm just like, yeah. no, I, I love these. I have a remote. Turns them on. Turns them off. Perfect. Don't have to do I anything might, else. I might when I move because I'll be moving probably at the end of the uh, end of the year. But when I move and I get to a proper like new place uh i'm probably gonna revamp the whole lighting so, system anyways so, so I, I i'm just gonna cap this off with one thing because like we've been completely off topic but as you see these panels yeah. behind me yeah these are soundproof panels these were supposed to go to a google office in portugal but somebody who was working on them fucked up and my oh. father has very high standards so he's just like, okay. no, no, this is going to Google. This needs to be like our top shit. This is fucked up. Fuck you. Throw those away. Make new ones. And then he just like, he, he put these. Uh, and then eventually when I came in here into this warehouse, it's like, oh yeah, I have these rejected panels that didn't go to Google. So the sound proofing in here is awesome. Much better than in my house. Fuck. And so I have these Google reject soundboards that are amazing. But back when I started, you want to know what I did? I got a bunch of egg carton boxes. And so my room, if you go back enough in my main channel, you'll actually see like egg cartons behind me for soundproofing. But, that, but that's, that's not even that bad. The worst part was lighting. Bro, mm -hmm. let's get a construction light. Easy. A construction <laughs> floodlight. Boom! And it would work. It was great. But the temperature yeah. in that bitch... It's impossible. Those are not LED lights. So a lot yeah. of times I'd be recording and I'd be sweating bullets. And I'd be like, yep. And then the second I'd stop recording, I'd be like, oh my god, I'm dying. <laughs> so Please here's what I did. Stop. Here's what I did in the beginning, right? My very first place where I started streaming. Uh, it was in a room that had, it, it was a garage that was turned into a bedroom. And I chose it because it was the biggest room in the house. So I, I chose that room as the place where I'm going to, it had no windows. It had one door that 
you could open to the outside. The problem was that it, it the door faced the main road and it was the main route of, road of town. So it was way too noisy. You couldn't open it. So that door had to be closed. My bedroom door had to be closed because obviously I'm working. I don't want people screaming and yelling. And I was living with my brothers at the time. So everything's closed, which means it gets hot. You in have South a PC and, a, if, and if you really have a PC on top of it, like just bringing yeah. in more heat. I bought like 300. There, there was a place that sold egg cartons and I bought 300, a pack of 300 of those. Oh my God. And I just stacked it all over the fucking room, right? Every oh, that's fucking, everything was filled with egg cartons. Uh, I tried to keep the camera, but clean. So right behind me, there was nothing, but in front of me, it was just egg cartons everywhere, egg cartons. And it doesn't actually work as well as you might think, by it the doesn't. way. It works, but it doesn't it, work yeah. well. It's not all. particularly good. No, but I had all that shut up because I remember I'm just starting out. I have no fucking money to spend on bullshit, right? I'm basically trying to and skim here's, by. Here's another interesting thing about egg cartons. They're very good at conserving. Yes. <laughs> so I would sit there, right? Now I'm sitting there, I'm streaming or I'm recording a video. At that point, I wasn't streaming because my internet couldn't handle streaming. But I'm recording a video, and I constantly have to stop. I have a towel next to me that I wipe the fucking sweat off me, right? So I'm stopping, <laughs> I wipe the sweat sweat off, and then I start again, and I fucking talk, and then in the editing, and I couldn't edit for shit, so I would just literally cut out the silent bit and put the two things together. The worst jump cut you can ever fucking imagine, right? Fantastic. Just because otherwise people would watch me like wipe off sweat the whole time. Uh, it wasn't until a year after moving into that room that I managed to save up enough money to buy an air conditioner. So now I had an air con in the fucking room with me. So that actually, that made my life a little bit easier. But the lights that I used there, the lights, I bought two bait lamps, like <laughs> normal bait lamps, dude, that had a head that you could sort of told to point in the direction. Oh. And they were way too bright. So my Logitech C920 would just fucking, I would sit there looking like a ghost, bro, just like fucking white out. So what I did is I bought um, wax paper, you know, like normal wax paper, cooking wax paper. Yeah. Can you, cook, can you cook with? And I would wrap that around the light, like just layers of that shit to get the temperature and the brightness because it couldn't, it was just on off. That's the only switch it had. So just basically fitted it to the point where, okay, I don't look as bad with this, with these lighting. And that was for the longest time. That was my fucking shit. So, so see guys, whenever, whenever like streamers tell it, okay, here's, here's what you need to get started. Okay. You're going to need these Elgato lights. You're going to need the stream deck. You're going to need the thing It's like, nah, bro, you just need a microphone and the rest of it. You'll figure it out. Microphones like the need, most important thing. You don't even need a microphone. I mean, the microphone is because if you don't have good audio quality, uh, I mean, if you, if you're good uh, at doing post-processing, but like live processing of a bad microphone, ooh. So here's the thing. You don't have money to start your YouTube channel. Now, remember, I for the first six months after like starting my YouTube channel, I was still working part-time on my own business. It wasn't after that that I sold the business and now, then I went into full-time. That's when I bought my first mic. But I wanted to make YouTube videos. So 
I looked at it and I thought, okay, I have a webcam. I don't even know how I got the webcam, but I had a webcam, the Logitech C920. And it had a mic in it. And I thought, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> oh, no. The first videos that I made was made with the microphone of the Logitech C920. It sounded terrible. Oh, like, absolutely horrible. Like, listen. But, hey, I... Nowadays, nowadays the standards, subs. yeah, but nowadays the standards are very different. Trust me, get a mic. The, the mic, part, even if you get like a cheap one, like there's there's cheap mics that you can get, but just get like a condenser mic. I would say, I would say, if you want to start on YouTube, so not Twitch, obviously, but if you want to start on YouTube, just use your phone. The mic on a phone in a relatively quiet room would be the decent depends enough, on the phone because like some people still have some old phones like i i'd still oh, yeah, like yeah. i still think that the microphone is the most important thing like you don't need a, a particularly good web camera you don't need game capture software you can use trailer footage or you can steal somebody else's footage nobody gives a fuck mm -hmm. most of the time anyway i have a i have like, a a trick for people that really want to stop but really can't afford to buy a phone or a camera or anything like that, or a, not a phone, but can't afford. If you have a decent enough phone, which most people these days do have, outside. Record outside when it's not too windy. The outside, what helps with outside is you don't get the echo, which is usually the worst part of bad microphones, is the no, I, echo wanna, that it You want to know where you want to record? Definitely not outside. Yeah. Go inside your closet. Jump inside your no, closet, I've, close the doors, boom, done. I actually got the best recording outside on my phone because the your voice, as long as it's Dude, not too windy and not too noisy. That's because you live in Africa, man. Like yeah, somebody okay, goes outside, true, it's so. like cars and shit. Like, no. <laughs> so, like, trust me, just jump in your closet. Record from your closet. Yeah, I guess like, if, okay, if you live in like a fucking stupidly busy city, sure. Yeah, but where I lived... Where I lived originally, when I started my channel, before I moved into the hellhole that was the box from hell, um, that eventually got better. But what, where I lived, there would barely ever be noise outside. You'd hear the birds, right? But that's like a nice soundtrack for the fucking video. So, yeah, it's all good. But anyway. no, I, I think there are many ways to get around it. Anyway, we've, dude, we have we've now deviated so many yeah. hours just fucking going in a whole new direction with this show. I'm going to... Uh, next I'm week gonna, on Take Tips with no. uh, Rurikon and Akalon. <laughs> I'm going to bring us back and I'm going to reward everybody that listened to that. Get some more World of Warcraft talk. There's there's the topic yeah. that I want to get into in, in World of Warcraft. Uh, this is a video I believe you've watched this as well, the Aliessen video about dragon riding that he made yesterday or whatever it was i didn't watch the video my stream freaked the fuck out about the video so i got the broad strokes from stream yeah uh, i i, I watched i there. watched the video and you know um i th i thought there was actually a really some really interesting messages from tally yes in there that uh i think are very important to talk about so first of all the basis of the video is about dragon riding and how one day tally yes and just said okay here's what i'm gonna do for the alpha i'm gonna log in I'm going to see how long it takes to collect every single dragon riding upgrade because there's, yeah. there's always like, okay, how time get it is it? How fast can you upgrade all of these things? Yeah. Now it took him three hours to get everything. Yeah. To fully get everything for the dragon riding tree. And the important detail here is that this is not three hours where 
you went to Wowhead and it's like, okay, here's where the, the sigils are, whatever the hell the things are called that you need to pick up to get the talent yeah. points. You didn't go to Wowhead to look that up. He did it organically. So like he went through each of the zones and he was like, ah, I think there's going to be one over there. And then he would go there and he would find and he would look around and try to find all the other ones. So three hours of discovering it organically, he was able to upgrade everything. Now, we don't know if that's how it's going to be in the final version of the game. Like they yeah. might unlock those at a different pace. It might be whatever. So the first question I have to ask you is I'm curious is how do you, what do you think about that? think that's a good thing do you think that's a bad thing to be able to just unlock all the dragonfly things if you wanted to from the moment you jump into the islands you unlock the drakes and boom three hours I think you have everything i think it's an incredibly bad thing um wow really this is a this is a system that i i used yesterday i used this example in my stream it's akin to horse riding let's imagine you wanted to start riding a horse tomorrow if you could learn how to ride a horse professionally within three hours, then the horse riding industry is dead because suddenly who the fuck cares? Everyone can ride a horse. It but takes it's time like, to learn these things. And but it's like the thing is you haven't mastered dragon riding. You just unlocked the tree. Yeah, but you Mastering you dragon have, riding is going to be a player skill. No, but you, you have effectively mastered dragon riding because... From there, maybe it's going to take you another three, four hours to learn how to use all of these abilities, and then you're done. There's not much progression there. Now, I'm not saying that it needs to take you two years to collect all of these things. And I also don't think that these things should be hidden behind too much of a time gate. But what I do not think is good is it doesn't give much of a sense of progression if it takes you three hours to do the thing to full. Right, because what did you really progress then? Uh, I I would actually use it this way: the way I would have done the unlock would have been that a lot of these things rely on you getting previous abilities and then also mastering them. So, for example, you would put these things in places where, unless you use uh, the previous skills that you've already unlocked. So, for example, you have, say, three or four skills that's very easy to obtain, right? They don't take much time. And then you have to learn how to master them in order to get to the really cool skills that you unlock later on. But that is, to me, a much better system than three hours I've unlocked all the skills. Because those skills that you're unlocking is kind of like explained lore-wise at least, the bond between you and your dragon getting better, right? You're learning how to ride your dragon better, and your dragon is rewarding you with new things that it can now do because of that link that is strengthening between you. But that's not really how it works, because in three hours you've unlocked all of the skills of your dragon, so there's not really a bond that connected you and your dragon. You haven't needed to use any skill in order to unlock all of the skills. You just unlock them right no you i mean you, you have to use you have to use the skills because of the position of sigils so the sigils yeah, aren't I, like uh, in the ground you have to properly learn how to like navigate and swoop. yeah but that that suggests either a, a balancing problem with dragon riding and the flight and the, the height and the distance you can get at early levels uh or just a pacing issue or 
the locations of these sigils are way easier than what they're supposed to be. So they're maybe maybe adding another meter or two to the mountain would have actually made it much harder to get onto it uh, at lower levels or lower skill levels than what it actually does. Now, we should also probably, I should just throw out here, this is also coming from a guy that is a professional gamer. So he is probably going to be more proficient at something like dra dragon riding than, say, 60% of the player base. I mean, it's more, it's more like... The fact that Taliesin has been obsessed with dragon riding because it looks really fun and he's just having a blast with it. So he's probably mastered how to use dragon yeah. riding. So he so was able to different. get them very fast. Yeah. So like a brand new player might not be able to get them that fast because he's had weeks yeah. and weeks of practice with the system. I but, think um, if it takes you a couple of weeks, two to three weeks to unlock all of the skills, that seems to me like a much better system. Because you feel that sense of progression, you you eventually you you appreciate once you've unlocked everything way quicker. See, Three hours is just who cares. The thing is, uh, the reason why I disagree with that is because, like, the way that I wanted, I'm probably not going to do it. the way that I'm that I plan on doing it at least would be like, okay, so I'll be questing, and when I'm questing in an area. I might fly around, pick up a couple of sigils, then I go to another area. Fly, and then eventually, when I finish the campaign, maybe I'm maxed out if I was able to find them all, or maybe I won't be. And at that point, I'll be like, okay, now I want to go and find them all. So it's like, I kind of don't want it to be harder than that. I, I think it actually is perfectly fine if you're able to get it within three hours if you really just focus on it, because it just means that, hey, I focused on this thing because this is the thing that I wanted to do. And again, it's about not limiting the players and what they want to do. You cannot plan for, yeah, we talked about this previously about the degeneracy of players. Like if someone wants to be yeah. a degenerate and go out and get all of the, and that's not even a big degeneracy thing. I don't think getting all of the sigils to max out your dragon riding. I think that's whatever. I don't know if there's other things that you have to do. Cause like at this point they're given like max level characters, right? I think at least they're given max level characters at the yeah, point yeah. they are in the alpha. So who knows if there are other things that you might have to unlock along way but uh i fundamentally don't really have a problem with the way that it is done the biggest problem is going that i believe is going to happen and this was the second part of taliesin's message is the fact that there are going to be a bunch of people that are going to ruin this experience for themselves by simply going up to wowhead and being like okay so where's the coordinates of the sigils they're gonna have like or maybe there's even gonna be an add-on that like puts a fucking tether on your character directly to the oh, yeah, sigil and all you there, have to do there's is gonna be an add -on. there's gonna, there's be, gonna yeah. be a fucking add-on there's yeah, gonna yeah, be an add-on add to find all of the sigils and all that bullshit yeah. and this is where the second part comes right which is i believe that a large portion of the player base because this is what they've been doing you know throughout the entirety of world of warcraft's cycle is like there's always an add-on that makes something mm. easier there's going to be a large portion of the player base that's going to install the add-on or go to wowhead look up the coordinates yep. and it's like boom 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 pick up everything and it's not going to be three hours because you're not actually looking for it in any no. way it might end up being like 30 minutes because you know exactly yeah. where everything boom, 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 boom. and i think that then those people are going to say like oh man there's no progression. There's no end game. And it's like, well, yeah, you solve the puzzle by looking up the solution. So basically you, you've, you've ruined it for yourself. So the, the other thing that Taliesin said was like, I feel like you guys should try to 
enjoy this experience by trying to find where the sigils are without looking up the solution. And I think yeah. that that should be how people should try to play video games most of the time until they get to a point where it's like, okay, now I'm stuck. I don't know what I'm yeah. doing. Like, if you get to that point, I think at that point you're like, okay, you, you know, you still want to have some fun, whatever, go look up the answer to the problem. I think that the problem that we have in World of Warcraft right now is that people don't even get to the point where they're stuck. They're just like, no, I just want the solution. And then they do the solution, boom, solve problem. And that is eventually what led Blizzard down the rabbit hole of like systems on top of systems on top of systems on top of so that you can't just look up a solution, which, yeah. you know, I, I think that I, I personally don't have a problem with the amount of time it took him to find everything organically, particularly because he did it organically. Like if yeah. it took, if it took you uh, three hours when you know where everything is, I was like, okay, that's going to be fucked up because for someone like me that doesn't want to look it up. It's gonna. It's probably gonna be a pain in the ass because he knew where everything was, and it took him fucking three hours. So, you know, it's like I don't have a problem would, because again, it was yeah, organic. I, yeah, but you see, the thing for me is the fact that it was only three hours and it was organic is my problem. Uh, if he looked it up and it was it was three hours, I would be like, okay, this is really cool because it means you really have to go exploring. You you have to put the effort in, explore the world, and you feel a sense of accomplishment when but you finally me, find one of those things. Let me ask you, are you going to be one of the people that's like, you're going to get to the aisles going to be like, okay, uh, I got the dragon unlocked. Boom. Try to pick up time to pick up all the sigils. Is that what you're going to do? Uh, probably. I, I am quite the, I, I hone in on something and then I do that something. I mean, really? Until I've done that thing. Yeah, like, I, that's I, how I, I play the game. I, I've always played the games. I don't see myself doing that. It, it's almost like, so when you play 14, the first thing you do in every area is you start like using the compass and going like, okay, where's the ether current? I'm going to find all the ether currents instantly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's why they don't let you do it. See, that's why they don't let you do it. The only ones I don't go for are the ones that I can't get to yet. But if I, if I will run past quests Jesus in order to get the compass, the, the compass thing. You're a fucking so degenerate, so bro. In, in Mass Effect. Uh, you can explore the different planets, right? And uh, in Mass Effect 1, you can land on certain planets yeah, and yeah, you yeah. have to explore it with a little vehicle, right? Uh, I basically, I play the story until all of the planets have been unlocked. And then I go system by system for the next day and a half. I explore every single fucking one. In Mass Effect 2, where you have to scan the planets, I do the same thing. I go to the story where all the planets are unlocked, and then system by system, I okay, clean so out you, every planet. Okay, so you have a problem. Just have a problem. I need I need things to be done in the right way. So when I decide <laughs> to play the story, I play the story. But then I also have to when when I've chosen, I choose one thing and I do that one thing. You can't you can't play the Jared. only thing that I do. How, how have how have you been able to even play Final Fantasy? looking at all those quests that you haven't completed looking uh, at that dirty oh, no, map no, no. filled with side no, quests. no no that's that's easy because i have not decided that it's time for the side quest yet so i'm just following all of the 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 main story quest lines now but there will be a day where i go right today is side quest day and then i will go to the first zone i will pick up every single one of the side quests and I will finish all Christ. of them in zone two. And from there, you cannot get me to do anything else until 
all of the side quests have been completed. Because you can't interrupt me now. This is my side quest journey that must be completed. And all of them has to be completed before I can move on to anything else. That's sort of my 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 thing that I do. Uh, I do the same thing with everything in my life. So when I edit videos, I edit all of my videos at the same time. And then I make all of my thumbnails for all of my videos at the same time. But I can't do do a couple of videos, do some thumbnails, then do a couple of videos. That would drive me fucking nuts because the whole time I'm doing the thumbnails, we're thinking, oh my God, I still have videos that need to be edited. I need to start one thing, finish one thing. How do you eat your food? Let's say you have a plate of food there. You have some rice, oh, you have some tell, veggies, you have some don't meat. Don't tell me that you go salt. like, I eat all of the vegetables instantly. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, do you mix the shit? Like, do you go a little bit of meat, a little bit of veggies, a little bit of, of course. this? A little bit of... No, 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 no. Now listen, no, no. listen. I, at one point, what I start with. At one point, I I spent some time with um, a friend of my father who's a military man, and so I would go to like this military base, and then I would hang out there with his son and whatnot. And when it came time to eat, you know, he would have he would ask like the the canteen to also prep food for me and stuff. So I would go there, and mm. he would put like salad in my plate. I'm just a little kid by now, and I fucking hate salad, so I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. So I literally just, like, chomp on all the salad so that I can eat all the good stuff that I want to eat. And he's like, oh, you really like the salad, huh? And then he goes and he puts more salad. More salad in your bucket. It's like, what the hell, bro? It's like, I, I don't like salad. Stop this. It's like, no, you really like that salad, huh? All right. Here's some more. No, I'm... I'm, I'm, so anything that I do, I start with one thing. I have to finish that one thing. When I get, for example, a burger and chips. I was about I to do think the chips that... first. Oh no. Finish all the chips. <laughs> you savage. And then go for the burger. Dude, you... how would you leave the chips? Cold chips are fucking miserable. No, it's you like I eat, eat them both hot. at the same time. What the fuck? No, that is weird, bro. No, you, like, no. you have your chips, you finish your chips, and then this you have is... your burger. No, 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 no. That's that's not how this well, works. Like you dude. take a, you take a bite of your burger, eat yes. that, and then you take a couple of fries, yes. and then you eat that, and then it, that's how normal people uh, do it. No, that would drive me. If I saw you doing that, I would drive me a bit nuts because <laughs> I'd be like, "Did you finish the fucking plate? Like, what are you doing? Start uh, start at at a start at one place, Very efficient, and work your way through. You know, you know, they have a name for what you're describing. It's called What's OCD. That? I am a little OCD, not little? like massive. I don't, I don't open and close doors like fucking five million yeah. times, right? But I am a little OCD. Uh, I have the other thing that pisses me off is when you get people. So I, I believe choose a starting point and then choose the direction in which you're going to finish things. So clockwise, counterclockwise, or if you have a long plate, you go left to right to right to left. But choose the place and then start there. Then you get someone that goes, oh, I'll have chips on the right side of the plate. But then I'll have a bit of the salad on the left side of the plate, and then I'll have some of the burger. It's like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you mean choose, like a regular how can you human just go being? Wherever the fuck we write from left to right, we eat from left to right. <laughs>
what the fuck are you doing? Just going wherever the fuck. You don't write, right? I'll write this word oh here and then God. I'll do this word over here. What Dude, the fuck is that? Yeah, That's it, weird to me. I would love to see you eat a plate of sushi. You just go like left to right. Okay, I'm going to eat all uh, the salmon. Then I'm going to eat all the tuna. Yeah. Like, That's literally what I do. So no. uh, when, I order, when I order sushi from uh, across the road, it comes in this little container right and then you have <laughs> like rows of different, different ones and i usually this is how i usually start from left bottom i eat all of the ones there <laughs> then all of the ones there so all the all the while starting from the left working my way through, oh my god to the last one. No, I, oof, no man that ain't the way to do things like jesus I, I christ i cannot do it whatever like just whatever you the have fuck. Um, i can't do that That's you have a problem sir like you, you most definitely have a problem. There's something wrong. You need to go see a doctor. Like what the hell? What kind of a savage eats all of his fries before diving into his burger, and then you have no fries to go with the burger? Like what the hell? No, because fries need to be hot when consumed. If they yeah. have cooled down, they're horrible. And yeah, but I you, prefer you, to you, finish you, the fries first, and then you and then you eat a cold burger. No, but cold burger's fine. <laughs> uh, that's still good. You Savage. can have a nice cold burger. It's still no. fucking beautiful. No. Like having a burger the next day is just as good as having the burger that night. So I don't mind a cold burger. It's still a burger. It's still fucking gorgeous. The Ooh. fries, on the other hand, go stale. And I fucking hate stale fries. Jeez. Dude, do uh. you eat cold pizza? No. You won't eat leftover pizza the next day? I will. I'll heat it up in the microwave and then I'll eat it. Or I'll heat it up in the oven oh, and then I'll eat preferably okay. the oven because no, no, no. the microwave is not uh, microwave hey, will make it like mega soft. The oven will make it still crispy, so it's nice. Do yourself a favor. By the way, I prefer the mega no, soft I'm the next not, day. But I do yourself a favor. Not eating cold pizza, bro. No, it's no, not happening. Dude, I fucking promise you. No, I, pizza the listen, next day. I've ate, cool I've down, ate cold better. pizza. I don't like it. I've eaten Weird cold pizza me. before, dude. Like, no. It's, cold pizza is better than hot pizza. Oh, actually. God, dude. No. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. It's so good, dude. It's oh, so my good. God. I love having pizza left over, man. I, it's, oh, my God. I love so having good. pizza left over as well. I mean, I don't have as much because I try to watch my diet a little bit because I'm a fat fuck. Yeah, but it's I like, haven't had pizza in months. But it's like, but if, yeah. if, if I have leftover pizza, I'll eat it up in the oven like a proper human being, like not like a fucking savage eating cold pizza. What the hell, bro? Okay, I'm going to piss you off Listen, so much. I'm we've invented something now. a long, long time. I mean, we didn't invent it, but we discovered something a long, long time ago. It's called fire. Yeah, yeah but okay. Let me, let me, let me. I'm going to piss a lot of people off here, but when I don't want cold pizza, so for example, in winter time, I, I prefer to heat up my pizza in the microwave because I actually like the soft texture that it gives, but I overheat the fuck out of that thing, right? To the point where the cheese is fucking bubbling. It's like molten lava cheese because then the crust on the outside gets slightly more tough they completely overcooked, and I will eat all of my pizza slices that I've left, all of the cheese bits, I'll eat that, I'll finish it, and then I'll eat those crusty bits that's a little bit chewy at this point because of the microwave and the overheating. So fucking good, bro. Oh, so fucking good. God. <laughs> I genuinely, I prefer that. You're just... Not 
not prefer because fresh pizza is still very, very fucking good. And obviously I eat, I don't order pizza just so that I can eat it the next day. Yeah, that's. But when I have leftover. I'm, I'm imagining you doing that. It's like, oh yeah, just leave it outside. <laughs> just leave it at the door. I'll pick no. it up in a while when it's nice and cold. <laughs> no, no, no. I still prefer like nice fresh pizza. But when I have pizza oh. left over, that's how I like it. I don't know why. I just do. It's just, yeah, it's weird. Uh, so now, but I also so don't eat pizza with, for... my, with, with my hands. So that's another thing that pisses a lot of people you don't, off. You don't eat pizza with your hands? I eat nothing with my hands. Okay. I can, I can respect it. It's like pizza, pizza doesn't bother me so much. But like, for instance, chicken, I don't like eating chicken with my hands. No, it's too. Well, actually, you, I just don't and, like things with my hands. Like let, let me, but let me tell you why. The the problem is, uh, I, all of my sentence, all of my senses are incredibly heightened, and I don't know mm-hmm. if it's the same for everyone. But after you eat chicken with your hands, you can wash mm-hmm. your hands fifty times, and they still smell of chicken. It's like garlic. I have that with garlic. Yeah, I can't it's like, handle garlic if, with if my you, hands. You can't fucking get it yeah, out. If 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 I, like I will eat chicken with my hands, and then I'll wash it. And then I'll wash it again, and then I'll wash it with alcohol. I mean, I might as well just pour friggin' like paint thinner on there, and it will still smell like chicken. Like it doesn't matter. Like <laughs> five minutes go by, ten minutes go by after you've washed them, and like the the smell of the of the washing solution that you were using starts yeah. going away, and your hands still smell like chicken. And that, like, no, I'd, I'd rather eat with a knife and fork. Pizza, on the do. other hand, doesn't doesn't happen as much. I the eat pizza I with my like hands. So. Chicken is it's always greasy like the chicken skin always has quite a lot of grease or spices or sauce or something on it um and i don't want that on my hands it's one of the reasons i don't need burgers with my hands either because the sauce drips on my fingers and then i get oh you use use the wrapping no 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 knife and fork bro even hot dogs knife and fork i do not eat anything with my hands Everything I eat is with a knife and a fork. And a burger is good with a knife and a fork because you take it and you half it. So you take the top half off and you put that next to it and then you eat two halves of the burger. It's fucking beautiful. (laughs) That's exactly the look I get from everyone when I eat it that way, people like, you, you you have some weird, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to like, I'm going to have to up the ante and I'm going to make, um, it's my turn to disgust you. Okay. And this is the final thing that I'll say on this podcast. Pineapple on pizza is fucking. Up. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely yes. agree. Yes. I get that a lot of people in the comments are going to be like, what the fuck? They like pineapple on pizza. <laughs> It works. And before you go, oh, fruit doesn't belong in pizza, dude, tomato is a fucking fruit. So that, fuck doesn't, that doesn't matter. But it's like, listen, let me, let me just say something because I understand why people don't like pineapple on pizza. I completely understand. You want to know why? How do you understand that? I understand why they don't like it because of the fact that some pizza places, they will not mm-hmm. like choose their pineapple. They'll just get like, yeah. you know, they don't know how to choose like a ripe pineapple. So they'll put like a fucking green bitch in there. It's going to taste yeah. like ass because it's going to be like super acidic. It's not going to taste good. And then your pizza is going to taste bad as well. Because the thing about the pineapple, it, it's all about the pineapple that you choose to put on the pizza. Like if you put, for instance, pineapple from a can 
it's not going to be too bad, but it's not going to be very good either. It's going to be like, eh. but if you have like a proper pineapple, a proper ripe pineapple, a good pineapple, and you yeah. put that on a pizza, and it's also the ingredients. You can't just like mix pineapple with anything. Like you can't do yeah. minced meat and pineapple. That's going to taste bad. Or like, olives and pineapple is also not good. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's like, it's all about the ingredients. And what I believe has happened is that a lot of places that people go to, they'll just be like, oh yeah, I'm going to be like this original chef and I'm going to put pineapple with this other ingredient, like pineapple and pepperoni. Like that's that's gonna be fucking gnarly. <laughs> like what? I no. I, I, you're gonna hate me, but I like that pineapple, pineapple and pepperoni I mean, is. I, I don't. Good. I don't know. I don't know. I've never had pineapple because, like, usually when you have pineapple on a pizza, at least here, it'll be like um, it'll be like a, a Hawaiian themed pizza. So we'll have yeah, like yeah. some some other ingredients that will like mix in nicely with it, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But like, if you go, if you go for pineapple on like some heavy meat pizza i I don't think it's going to work out as well i think it might even be disgusting but that's the problem is that a lot of people don't know when to use pineapple on pizza and they end up with these fucking monstrosities that they put on there and then people like oh pineapple on pizza is disgusting because they never had a good one or they have bad pineapples as well i would argue probably bad pineapples here in south africa all of the pineapple places that i know all of the pizza places that i know use the canned pineapple um, but we do have some pretty decent, we have one place, uh, like one company that makes very good canned pineapple. It's actually nice. There's another place that does syrup with the pineapple. That's fucking disgusting because that's way too sweet. Um, but you know, it, it's fine. I think one of the biggest things I've seen from people is when pizza places put too much pineapple on. Yeah, the there's that as of well. The pineapple is it has to be, it just breaks the saltiness a little. Not like, see, like the, oh my god, the whole pizza tastes like pineapple. Yeah, the, the just whole, a little pineapple. As a matter of fact, the, the the reason I usually advocate for pineapple is like, say you you're at a, a party or something, and there's like a million different pieces in there, and, and you're just like, okay, I'm gonna have the meat pizza, then I'm gonna have the pepper pizza, then whatever. You have a bunch of them, and it's all very yeah. like strong meat flavors and stuff like that. And then yeah. at the end, kind of like wash it off so that you're not you don't have like this very strong flavor salty, and salty thing, yeah. yeah yeah you grab the pineapple one and it just yep. feels like a good capping off pizza you just like you take a exactly. nice slice of pineapple you finish it off and it's you you don't feel it, like you're stuffed to the brim it almost feels like yeah. you're not as stuffed because the taste in your in your mouth is different the thing is people people have pineapple with ham all the time pineapple and ham is an actual thing that people will eat so the fact that people say it doesn't work on a pizza makes no sense to me pineapple works with fucking ham all the time why wouldn't it work on a pizza and before we go oh, but it's not cooked of course it's cooked a lot of fucking dishes have cooked pineapple in it it's fine i've seen a video of a guy going the ultimate taste pineapple pizza pineapple on pizza versus no pineapple on pizza and then the pizza place that that made the pizzas they would have like three or four pieces of pineapple on every slice that's too fucking many that's way too much pineapple you want at most maybe one, two pieces of pineapple per slice. That's all. It's just every other bite. Yeah, it's, 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 you get it's a, a matter, little bit of that flavor. It's a matter of balance, and I believe that a lot of people, a lot of pizza places don't know how to balance it, and that's why you end yeah. up with this the amount of people that's, oh, pineapple and, on pizza is terrible. And if it tastes acidic, 
you definitely have used the wrong fucking the wrong pineapple because it should be sweet it just provides a little bit of sweetness amongst all the other fucking savory tastes now i'm a huge fan of fucking pineapple pizza massive fan and on that note i'm a huge fan of just pineapple like pineapple in general is just really one of the most underrated fruits out there on that note i'm gonna be calling it because we're gonna be canceled there's probably not gonna Last week, <laughs> we just committed the biggest sin in internet internet history, which is talking about how much we enjoy pineapple on pizza. If that doesn't get us canceled, oh, yeah. that means that we're uncancelable. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, all the people that don't like pineapple on pizza is just wrong. But yeah, you know, exactly. Right, never mind. I've said it multiple times. So. <laughs> we'll see you guys in the next one. If you guys enjoyed this episode, uh, hit up the like button, subscribe, bell notification icon, and link to all of Akalon's stuff in the description. See you guys in the next one. Stay strong. Stay safe. Peace.